Yo, yo, yo. Zombified skirt bag. Still repping the New York Spankies. Yeah, why did I put this hat? It was the first hat I grabbed. I don't know why I put this on. I shouldn't I shouldn't be wearing this hat. Well, I told you in Lex when I was the last time I was at your house, I looked at your hat collection and I was like, this is all Yankees. 80% Yankees. <laughs> and you got too. one. There's one that's not a Yankees hat that looks like a Yankees hat. It's like pinstripes or some shit oh, like the that. Adidas golf hat. Yeah, yes, like yes, yes. Striped and it just has Adidas. Yeah, that looks like a Yankees hat, but it's Even not. Even when I'm not repping the Yankees, I'm kind of repping Low the Yankees. Low <laughs> um, Repping the, oh! the Kanye Westless Adidas. Dude, you know how you know how when like you get updates on your laptop, it makes that doo 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 noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, just got hit with. Ears. I just got hit with one of those, dude. I thought a plane was coming through the house. Uh, yeah. I need to uh, diversify my hat collection. Yeah. Um, that's, that's key. Cause all your hats are like the same. Like even like you have a bunch of Yankees ones and they're all the same. Yeah. See, um, my thing is like, I love collecting Yankees hats. Like first and foremost, just because it's like, I don't know. It's having cool, different like Yankees hats to wear. Like I know I'll always want to wear a Yankees hat. So I like, I'll be able to switch it up, but still have like that's Yankees. True. That's Dude, true. I need a good bird's hat. I haven't had a bird's hat in a while. I saw a super clean one the other day. Um, do you know uh fuck I can't think of his name. He he does fourth and John, but not E Rock, the other bull. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gail Saunders. Yep, yep. I see his face. He he yeah, he posted one on Twitter the other day. I'm gonna try see if I could if I could find it. He posted one and I was like, yo, that is super fresh. Um I think it was like maybe like khaki colored. Yeah. Right, Ooh. and then like the old school Kelly Green Birds logo. Ooh. I think that's how it was. I, uh, uh, but I was gonna that... say you should get Go. like a like a khaki colored Yankees hat, or I mean, dude, birds too. Oh no, it's Phils. It's khaki corduroy and the old school Phils logo. Oh, and it's like a five panel style too. That's dope. super clean, bro. That, dude. That that hat screams Kenny Stillwell. It does. I was uh, I was looking through pictures the other day. Um, my work, I'm at work. I'm part of the volunteer council for our office, and uh, we run the um, we do like this giving campaign every year. So every year, you sign up to give you know a portion of your paycheck to a nonprofit if you want to, right? You don't have to. Right. Um. So, but they were like, oh, you know, if you want to, like, you know send us fill this little these like few questions about like what you donate to and stuff like that um and we're going to try to do it to like help like make it more personal and like make more people want to donate um so i donate to the water boys every paycheck i think 10 bucks goes to the water boys right um and i was just like yeah like i think it's a good organization they give people that don't have clean water Mm -hmm. in africa they give these like small communities these wells so they can have you know drinkable water that they can drink and bathe with it's not filled with diseases and other bacteria and fucking dirt um like you know and then i was like you know i i don't even think about it it's just fucking ten dollars like don't think about it you don't even see that coming out of your paycheck no not at all um and but it was like oh like attach a picture of you doing something with that nonprofit, blah blah blah. so i was like well i've never been with the water boys doing i never installed one of these wells um (laughs) So maybe I'll just, I have a Waterboys hat that I got for Christmas. Um, Maybe I'll just see if I could, you know, find one of those. So I'm looking through hella pictures. I literally went to photos on my phone, typed in hat, 
and just it brought every picture that it saw me wearing a hat in and then like random ones like that it thought it saw a hat or something it was like it would, it would bring those up too you can do um, that yeah bro what bro so i'm looking through all these pictures just to f- i found like two where i was wearing that hat um but i was like damn bro you got a nice hat collection like <laughs> you got you got a diverse and like you got like some dope shit all over the place like yeah my my hat collection game is is pretty solid. I'm so upset that I lost my birds one though in that Uber when I got kicked out of the oh, kitty bar. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that was tough. I remember like we were back at Waldo's house like looking for it. Yeah. Like the next morning or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I love that hat. Um it fit me so well. It was so comfortable. It was just like my Phillies one. You know like my maroon Phillies one with the big yeah, yeah, yeah. brim that I wear. Um like that hurt. That hat's like old and it's kind of dirty. It needs to be cleaned. But like, uh, it is so comfortable. It just like fits perfectly. Dude, I think it's I, also because I spent a decent amount of money on it. It's like thirty bucks. I used to have a bird's hat. This was like back, like my like back in McNabb times. But it was like my first bird's hat, and it was like the midnight green we have. You know that Yankees hat I have that has like the gold, like has the twenty eight checks for like the amount oh, of like yeah, World yeah. Series, and then like the Yankee logo is like trimmed with gold. Yeah. It was that exact style. Obviously, it didn't have like the things on the side, but it was midnight green, a black underbrim, and then the birds logo with like the gold trim that went around it. And it was so fresh, dude. I, and I lost it at my friend's house playing wiffle ball one day. I just like was sleeping over at his house and I forgot it. And like, I just never got it back. And I, to this day, think of that hat like multiple times a month where I'm just like, fuck, like, I really wish I still had that hat. Cause- Word up. I'm pretty sure we just lost Johnny right in the middle of this thing. He just said deuces. Um, I mean, that's cool, though. Good looks on the hat. I hope you find it one day. You should hit your boy up, and uh, maybe he'll get it for you. Oh, here he comes. He's back in. Dude, Good old skirt so bag. Weird. It literally just said you've been disconnected. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? You instantly no. dropped. Um, you should go find your boy, your hat at your boys. You should go back to his house. Uh yeah, dude, it's it's long gone. It was I was probably like eleven, twelve years old when I had it. It probably won't even fit me anymore because it wasn't. It was like a, a fitted hat, wasn't a snapback. Uh, but I'm uh, off. I'm off. I'm off the fitted hats. Pro- unless it's like I like sometimes I get a hat gifted to me that's fitted, and I'll still wear those. But like if I have two choices to buy a hat, they're the same hat, but one's fitted and one's uh, snapback. I'm going snapback a hundred percent of the time. I don't like fitted hats. No, me neither. And I've really, you know, what's really grown on me is the trucker mesh on the backside of hats. Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. hate that shit, but I, it looks good on some hats now. Like I have a few of them now where I'm like, not a big fan of the trucker style like that. But if it looks good, I'll wear it. Yeah, I've some. My Waters Boy one is like that. Um, I bought this one in Hawaii. That's like that. But some yeah. of them, when they're the trucker hats, some of the trucker hats that I have is the mesh is like digs into my ears. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'm only gonna wear this if I'm, if I'm wearing it for a little bit. Like my one from Hawaii, I think is like that. And just, um, I had that AO one hat from Carson Wentz's foundation. Um, but I don't wear that anymore anyway. Yeah, I. You know what's so funny? I was literally like two weeks ago thinking about that. How like you had that hat and then Kyla chewed on it and you got a new one and then you fixed it and gave it to me and I was like, dude, at that time that hat we were, we were like. Carson Wentz super fans and look at us now dude. yeah he's not even in we're not even thinking about that bull he just got nah. benched for Taylor Taylor Heineke is he or benched or did he get hurt I think I don't he got know hurt. I think yeah he might have gotten hurt Matt Ryan he got benched he got benched Sam Ellinger yeah I'm uh 
I was debating. I was taking a long look at his name today on Sleeper. I'm like, I need a fucking quarterback for this week because Herbert's on by and I just traded Aaron Rodgers. But mm-hmm. I was like, dude, the top choice was fucking Mac Jones. And then I clicked on his name because I knew like there was a quarterback controversy going down in New England. And the very first news thing that popped up was Bill Belichick refuses to name a starting quarterback. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to waste another $5 of fab I on him like that. I just said Jameis. I didn't see that, but I did see – I got a notification today that definitely said that Mac Jones was going to be the starter. Oh, really? Yeah. 100 pace. See, that's the thing, dude. Like, obviously, I'm not asking for advice, but, like, because we're in the same league, that would be collusion. But um, it's like, do I go with Mac Jones in, like, the New England offense, especially after, like, what he's shown to, like, be in that offense? Like, he, he threw the ball, like, six times last week before he got benched. Or do I take an absolute flyer on like the new Colts pool or like Marcus Mariota or something like that? I'm like so torn right now, dude. I took the flyer on Mariota last week with Jalen Hurts on by. Dude, he's like the number eleven quarterback in PPR right now, and I clicked yeah, on his stats so and looked, and I'm like, him as a flyer, he gets good rushing. Uh, so yeah, he that's throw true. The ball a lot, but he he runs the ball a lot. He gets and like that's such a nice baseline to get. You know, like eighty yards a game, if that's even what he's getting. I don't even know. Yeah, dude, on uh, Monday night, like after the Monday night football game, I just sat in bed for like, I shit you not, like two and a half hours at like 1 a.m. Did all my waivers for all my leagues and then Orchids, like I, Waldo and I were just sending trades back and forth because we like wanted to work something out. And I actually, here, let me pull it up because I, dude, like that trade that we made, I think is going to be like the most even trade I think that Waldo and I have ever made. I didn't it, even benefits, it. it benefits both of our teams so well. Because obviously, like, I, I just lost Brees Hall. He lost his fucking knee. And Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. So I'm like, dude, I have pieces where I can slide in to my flex. Like, I have Ramondre Stevenson and uh, Raheem Moster right now as my two running backs, which right now, the way, like, they're trending up towards being, like, the workhorse backs of their respective offenses. Yeah, I think I think Moster and Herbert are good. I think that's a good trade for you for sure. Yeah, dude, and I was like, um, Amon Ra, like, it hurt me to trade him away because, like, he's a super nice flex piece, but he can't stay healthy, and Jared Goff looks like shit now. Right, and whatever, dude, you got a few good weeks out of him, and, I mean, Zeke's been okay. It might not play yeah. this week. Right. Um, and then my two other like, wide okay. receivers are Justin Jefferson and Jalen Waddles, so, like, I'm fine there, dude. It's not like I'm losing yeah. a lot of value in trading Amon Ra away, but... um. Yeah, dude, it's going to be nice not having Rodgers as my quarterback anymore. And he hasn't been bad. He, I think week one he had like two points. But other than that, he's put up like between 12 and 20 points every week. My but team also, is so like, fucking ass, bro. Did you uh, did you win or lose last week? I lost. I lost two weeks in a row. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you dropped down to sixth. I was the fakest four and one team ever, and I knew that. Like I looked at my team and I was like, there is no fucking way that I should be four and one because this roster is horrendous. And then I, I mean, looked at Carl and Sean, who they have like pretty solid point fours, and they were like, when I was four and one, they were like two and three or one and yeah. four. Yeah. I and mean Carl like, or like, Sean right now has people. the most points scored in the league. Or no, not Sean. Carl and Jern. Oh yeah. I mean, even Jern, he's got 894 points. That's only like 10 points less than number one. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. And he's three and four. Oh, Wayne got his first win last week. All right, Wayne. Don't don't let the kid get hot. He's uh hasn't even broke 700 points yet. 
Now we're heading into week eight. That's tough. But now he's got Zeke and Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, it gives him some stability to his team. And on the other end of that trade, like, I get my quarterback that I needed. Like, I get Raheem Mostert, who has just absolutely, like, cleared out any evidence of Chase Edmonds getting, like, more touches. So Yeah, I dropped Chase Edmonds. I was tired of looking at my roster. I know. And, uh, dude, so he was one of the... uh, guys i was ho- really hoping to get in waivers this week because i was like dude if he goes down like if Mostert goes down then chase edmonds is gonna get like the responsibility no matter what so i can just stash him on my bench and have him as like a handcuff to raheem Mostert. but i think jake ended up getting him yeah jake somebody. did get him um and then you fucking sniped me on somebody too paris campbell the only Thank reason you. you got him is because i already got fucking Jameis winston who i had to drop immediately dude i was so mad <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm not real like stoked about Paris Campbell. That's why I put a one dollar bid in. Yeah, but his target value the last few weeks, he's gotten over ten targets. I think. Yeah, but now Matt Ryan's getting pulled, and they're putting in Sam Ellinger. That might be better though, dude. Honestly, you never know. It might be hundred p. You know, he doesn't really have any connection with the top guys like uh, Pittman and and even like their tight end. So maybe he's just going to be throwing the ball to whoever's open. And if that's Paris Campbell, that could be a nice little pickup, dude. I know. I like Alec Pierce, too. Maybe he'll get some work because he's rookie, but he's been solid. Yeah, I picked him up in, I think, Coastal Chicks, and he's been pretty solid. I've only had him for two weeks, but um, in Orchids, I also picked up Khalif Raymond because uh, he had a good week last week. If DJ Chark's on IR and if Amon Rock can't play, like if he gets hurt again, like Khalif Raymond's really, other than Josh Kelly, or not Josh Kelly. Josh Reynolds. Jo- Josh Reynolds. And uh, what's yeah, his I'm name? The rookie isn't going to be there. Him on my bench. Yeah, Josh Reynolds is a nice flex play right now, I think. But the thing is, dude, with the Lions, like Jared Goff, just he looked good, like good to start the year when he had like all of his tools and weapons. But I don't know. I feel like he's kind of like the the Lions. The beginning of the year, I thought were going to be a solid team, but they're what one in five now, one in six. Yeah. So, so, like, they're just falling right back into that classic, like, Detroit Lions kind of style of play where, you know, they're going to have, like, one or two guys on their team, and that's DeAndre Swift and Amon Ra. Yeah, and Hawkinson's okay sometimes. Yeah. I, I feel, I've i never really bought into the TJ Hawkinson hype. I don't know why. Like, I feel like he was pretty hyped up, like, even last year a little bit. He's but- just super talented. He's and he's just on the Lions. Like it's the same situation he as had like Kyle Pitts. Thirty nine points the other day. Yeah, he did go nuts against like, me too. Like in one of my when leagues. you have that kind of an ability, it's like all right. Like obviously, like I don't yeah. know. I feel like I feel like the Lions' offense is like okay. You have a solid tight Good. end. You have DeAndre Swift. You have a Jamal Roth, Williams too. You have Jamal like, Williams. You have a great backup right. running back, right? And it's like. Is Jared it just Goff Jared Goff, dude? He's not that bad, right? Like I don't he know his Super last. Bowl. Yeah, but like he fell off hard, dude. He's like a Carson Wentz type. You know what I mean? Like he had yeah, one or two good be. years. It's and funny just fell because off super him hard. and Carson Wentz were like the top dogs. Two that year. and three in the draft yep. or some shit like that. And they, it's always been like such a competition between them two because they were they were like good at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then they both they did just, fall off pretty hard. They're like the same player now, dude. Like literally, you know what I mean? And Carson Wentz will occasionally have a week where he puts up 30, 30 points in fantasy. Like, yep. I think week one or two, didn't he have, like, four touchdowns or something like that? Like, John yep. Dodson was going nuts. Even Terry was looking good. Like, and then they just, there's no consistency. Yeah, the Lions are one and five. 
yeah, so I guess we'll see how that how that trade plays out moving forward. But I was pretty happy with it. It took us a while. He kept sending me bullshit trades, and I was like, listen, let me read you the message because I actually like explained it to him, like how the trade would have like positively like helped both of us. And then he like he was making trades a little bit more like realistic, and I was like, all right, Wayne, we can get something done. But um, he sent me. It was, uh, where was it? He wanted to give me Justin Herbert, Mostert, and Renfro for Ramondre Stevenson, Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Aaron Rodgers. And I was just like, dude, I don't want to let go of Stevenson because he's going to be like, he's a stud already. He's like a top 10 running back right now. And I'm really just interested in Justin Herbert. Like, I don't need Hunter Renfro by any means. Like, the Raiders offense is terrible. And then he wanted Justin Jefferson. And I was like, um, I'm really just interested in Herbert. Rodgers gives you a quarterback for Herbert's bye week, and I'm on Raw would be a nice wide receiver too for you behind CD Lamb. And then he was like sending me like reasonable trades. So I was like, all right, Wayne, like you try and trade rape us. And I know he's listening too. He tried to trade rapes people, and then like you just get a, give it a little bit of time and you work something out. And he like he's a good trade partner. He's fun to trade. He with. is a good trade partner. Um, we haven't gotten one done this year, but we're always talking and like sometimes like we, him and I both start on crazy ends of the spectrum. (laughs) Um, and then we'll come in and like, we've been close to getting one done. Like I, I think I was actually texting you like me and Wayne are about to make a trade in thick. Yeah. 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 Um, and then it just never happened. Never came to fruition, but we were close for a bit. Yeah. Wayne's fun to trade with dude, because I feel like not really many people, especially in orchids are like about making trades. And I feel like making trades throughout the year is like a huge part of your success in fantasy football. Like, knowing who to acquire when and like not sending like rape trades where it's like one side of the, of the deal is just not going to even come close to wanting to get it done. So you got to like work, you know what I mean? You got to be willing to let go of pieces that you wouldn't necessarily want to let go of, but like in the long run, is it going to benefit your team? Yeah. I'm not the best at trading, but I've just like learned to like detach myself from players. If like, they're not like a complete asset to me. Like I told him, I was like, Justin Jefferson is not going anywhere, dude. He's like my centerpiece of my team. Yeah. Well, I have no reason to trade him. I'm he not was your first round draft pick and he hasn't been a bust. Right. So I'm not, he's not going anywhere, but like pretty much everyone else, like if you make me a reasonable offer, I'm willing to work, but you know what I mean? I tried to get Saquon from Emery. I offered Emery uh, Latavius Murray, Taysom Hill, and I think maybe a wide, like another wide receiver, um, like maybe like Brandon Cooks or something like that. Um, yes, I did offer. That is what I offered, and I was like, "Look, so you get Murray, who obviously is like a step down, but he's he has a solid baseline. Like he's like you know double digits, which is like solid, especially in yeah. this running back landscape." Um, he had David and Joku at tight end. Now you're getting Taysom Hill, who's like the tight end six on the year. Granted, it's all like him running the ball. He's a running back at tight end, basically. He's right, like a goal right. line running back at tight end. And like that kind of touchdown upside is like just so good for the tight end position. But I've got Especially it. this like, year. I don't give a fuck. Right. Um, and then he was starting Nico Collins, who's now hurt. And I'm like, so Brandon Cooks is just going to get more work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Brandon Cooks is always a stud. And he was like, yeah, Saquon just like, too good to my team like even though i'm getting all those like decent pieces like saquon's just too good you're right and yeah like, you're and I, but like dude there's like a select like maybe two possibly three players on everyone's team where it's like like i know i wouldn't go after like i don't know like a 
Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been great this year, but like, yeah, that's exactly. I know, like, there there'd be no reason for Carl to like. But if he was like of last year, there'd be no reason for Carl to trade him. So like, why would he like? If I was Carl, yeah. I wouldn't even consider it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Like, I really don't want to trade Austin Eckler or Jalen Hurts. Like, those are my two. Right. I'm like, these guys are right. nice. Yeah. Um. And I dude, when I was to. looking, when I was looking for quarterbacks to trade for Jalen, I was like. I wonder who has Jalen Hurts. I saw him on your team. I was like, Kenny's not going to want to trade him. Not even going to try because if I was in Kenny's spot, why I would have no reason to even consider it. But, Except for the fact that the rest of my team is ass. So if you could help me out somewhere else, you know, <laughs> scratch each other's backs here, dude. Yeah, I'm kind of losing. I've kind of used most of my like valuable trade pieces already, though. Like I've traded, I traded CD Lamb to Wayne after Week One after Dak got hurt, and. I'm on road was really like nobody else is going to want like the other pieces of my team other than like Justin Jefferson, Ramondre Stevenson, Justin Herbert. Now I'm not going to like want to trade those guys away because those are the guys I'm building around. Yeah, I think Justin Herbert might be not great, but he, dude, he, it's, he's a huge step up from Aaron Rodgers and facts. he has huge upside and he's yeah, still he like he's still a top 10 oh, quarterback dude. right now. And his he has the bye week, but then after that. Atlanta soft schedule dude and yeah. then San Fran but then Kansas City Arizona Vegas who's getting the, num- the most points to quarterbacks yep. Tennessee Indy and then the Rams yeah and Denver that was, is the last game but that's not for during that the doesn't count season. right that I, that was like a thing that I considered hugely I was like Justin Herbert's value right now for as like Justin Herbert is low so I can get I can buy low on him he's got a super soft schedule he's got a bye week to heal up a little bit with any lingering injuries he may have and he's going to come in. He's going to ball out against these like terrible defenses. So this is like a good trade acquisition for me. I'm going to go after him. That's why I didn't take like a trade for like him, Renfro, and fucking Moster, and lose like my other guys and Stevenson and stuff. I was like, I really just need that quarterback, and I can move from there. Bro, my team is so fucking ass. Carl's going to absolutely smoke me this weekend. I haven't really even like. Looked at my matchup this week. I think I'm playing Journey. I'm but... just looking at it now for the first time, and I'm so unhappy with what I see. Oh, dude. Yeah, your projected isn't. I mean, that that doesn't usually mean shit, but. My projected is 30 less than Carl's. The game yeah. hasn't even started yet, and my fucking. <laughs> There's morale still two days. The There's still two days left of practice, like, let alone. You're talking about practice? Game starting. Uh. Yeah, it sucks, too, because I feel like, like, Devin Duvernay was like, he had a huge start to the year. I mean, I'm not projected to win digits. in any of my matchups this week. Really, dude? I'll tell you what, my dynasty teams are terrible, bro. Bro, dude, me too. Like horrible. I wish I knew more about how to run a dynasty team when I started because I definitely would have drafted way differently. But my dynasty teams are ass, dude. They're so bad. Yeah, dude. I got dicked on so bad last week in dynasty. I lost to Mayo seventy one to one forty one. Oh man! He almost doubled me. If he would have had one forty two, he would have doubled me. That's tough, dude. That's a tough look. And this is it. So I thought that I was going to win the league. I thought I had a legitimate chance to win the league this year. Yeah. Zero and seven. Oh man! Hey, it's about how you finish, not how you start. CCU Dynasty, one and four. One and six. Yeah, I think I'm right in front. I think I'm like two and five in both of those leagues. My other Dynasty League, I'm 0 and three. Just bad. I drafted terribly in that league, dude. 
I drafted Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson. I drafted the whole fucking Browns team. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking equity in one team, dude. Yeah. And I've been trying to trade Kareem Hunt, but maybe he'll get traded and then I can just keep him. I would hold I would hold on to him now because he's probably going to get traded. He's a free agent at the end of this year. Why would the Browns not try to unload him? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's, dude, Monday night, I shit you not, was like, I so just like an hour and a half, two hours, just deep in the waiver wire. Yeah. So deep. I got to cut a couple leagues off next year. Me me too. It's getting too I already, much, dude. I already got two that I know that I'm getting off. Yeah? Which ones? Uh, My boy Brad, he's got a league from home. I'm done with that one. Um, he Is that the one my, that's on Yahoo? It's one of the ones that are on Yahoo. The other one that he's the commissioner of, which is like my home league with all my boys from home, that's on Yahoo too. Um, I hate Yahoo. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't go back. I couldn't even think about going back to not using Sleeper. Mm-mm. And then I got so so that one. It's dude. It was a twenty dollar buy, and now it's forty. And she's like, I just don't care about it. Nobody trades in that league. Like, I send out trade offers. Nobody fucking responds to them. And then it's yeah. like, you can't drop this player because they're in a proposed transaction. And I'm like, I can't even drop the motherfucker. Like, just you just cancel the trades if I drop him. How about that? Right, right. Um, yeah, I clearly don't want him. So what the fuck? No, I have to go back and I have to fucking cancel every trade that he's in and then drop him. Um, and, like, nobody trades, dude. I sit there with fucking, you get a maximum. You can send, like, six trades out. I hit the max and then nobody answers them. I'm like, this is fucking retarded. You can only send you can only send and six it's regular out regular like, rolling waivers. Yeah, you uh, only have dude, six outstanding at a wor- time. I don't want to be in any leagues with rolling waivers next year. It's such an unfair advantage. I know we've talked about it on this podcast a bunch, but it's just like yep, the worst. The only dude. league that I'm going to stay in it is my home league. Yeah, and that's rolling because, waivers. Like, that's my boys from home. Yep, dude, it's terrible. Yeah. It's so, terrible, like, dude. And like, I don't know why. Like, I hate I everything about I, that league. I can't see the argument for having rolling waivers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there is no valid argument for me to have rolling waivers where it's like, how is that fair for anyone? Like, yeah. Every, with Fab, everybody has the same advantage. Everybody has the same, like, chance to get anybody they want off waivers. It's just about how you spend your money and all that stuff. But with rolling waivers, it's just pure luck, pure chance. Yeah. So dumb. And, like, there's a certain, like, you know, I guess there's a certain skill to, like, saving your waiver and, like, just picking up free agents. But it's right. like, if my team is fucking ass, right? Gonna need somebody. And I'm if gonna I can't have get to him... pick people up. I'm gonna have to right. prioritize getting better and spending my waiver on dudes who maybe don't deserve it, right? Right. If my team is fucking amazing, then I can save my waiver and then just pick up the scraps as free agents and never spend my waiver. And then when something happens, you know, somebody fucking, I don't know, like what if fucking. I guess, like, what if, like, what if Kareem Hunt was a free agent, let's say, in some world, right? right. Or what if, like, right now, I know Jeff Wilson's a f- uh, free agent in a bunch of my leagues because, like, I know that I've dropped him because I'm like, well, CMC's there. So, right. like, I don't give a fuck about Jeff Wilson anymore, right? What if CMC gets hurt, right, this Sunday? And then waivers come, and the dude whose team is stacked, who hasn't spent his waiver, who's probably top of the league, he is, oh, okay, number thank one. you. I'll Jeff take Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Now I got the Niners' number one running back. Yeah, and, and it's you like, don't 
you don't need them, first of all, because your team's already good. Your team's Second already ball, stacked. Like nobody else in the league even had a chance to try and get them. It's not like, like, you know what I here's mean? Here's the thing. That can happen in, in uh, like, fab leagues too, right? Like, yeah. let's say I'm winning the league. I'm, I'm like, whatever, my team's nice. I'll just put out, like, you know, $5, $0 bids on people, and I'll save my fab up, and then something happens, and I splurge on, you know, that guy. Okay. But, like... It's because I chose like that's when I when I was gonna spend my money. It's it's not right. like it's it's just dumb. You know what I mean? And dude, like with the whole fab strategy, like it, it the, just like the overall system of using fab, it adds so much strategy. Like last year, I saved my, my fab and was like, I'm gonna wait until like I desperately need like a free agent. But when you think about it, dude, a lot of the breakout guys at the beginning of the you season get, that like, are the on first waivers, four weeks. yeah, there's like waivers are so thin by the end of the year, like where it's like I'm. So like this year in in orchids, I think I have like thirty dollars left in fab. I have just like because thirty I went left. Out. Yeah, I have less but than like, forty for sure. Yeah, same. And like you, it's cool how you can like include fab in like trades and stuff. I mean, obviously, yeah. I've not haven't done that this year, but like there's just different stra- there's different strategy to using fab and like it just adds so much more to the game of fantasy football. Whereas rolling waivers is just like it's just there. You know what I mean? Like you can't really. I mean, I guess you can strategize the whole free agency thing, but it's just dumb, dude. I hate the system of rolling waivers. Yeah, me too. Because then when CMC got traded, it was who's quickest to react because everybody's a free agent, right? right? So in both of those leagues, it was actually AJ and Owen. One of them scooped Chuba. One of them scooped uh, Donta Foreman in both leagues. Like They flip-flopped in each of them. Yeah, I mean, Emery did that in Coastal Chicks. I remember I was watching the game, or it was like a Monday night when it happened. Or was it? No, it was it was before the Sunday games, or last week. Whenever, whenever it happened, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to go pick up down to Foreman because Chuba's already on somebody's team, so I might as well just snag the other guy. He's a free mm-hmm. agent right now. Open the app, and as soon as I open the app, I see Team Emery made a roster move, and I was like, fuck, I already know what this is, and it was. And I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're quicker. Bullshit. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll make that league fab next year too. I know we've talked about it, but I don't know if the girls are going to want to do it. But we'll, we'll I think talk we about should. It. I think I think we should because I feel like they've gotten enough like fantasy football experience now to understand what the waiver wire is and how it's used. And I mean, just being like we have a hundred dollars to spend on the waiver wire, it's a bidding system. Like it's not hard to understand. Yeah. And then I'll do waivers every day, so there are no free agents. Right. And it's like, whatever, if you want somebody, you just put a $0 bid in. Yep. That's because the other I thing, would... too. You don't need to spend fab money if you want to make a claim. You just right. got to know. Take right. the chance. So it's like, if I want to spend $0 on somebody, which would essentially be like not using my waiver, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I can do that. And then I can get that person, but essentially, like, for free. In the other leagues where you have, in like, where you have waivers and not fab, then it's like, okay. Now I have to make sure I, I don't want to spend my waiver on this guy, but I would like to have him if he makes it. So now I have to go and like wake up early, like set my alarm for fucking 3 a.m. So I can wake up and go see if this guy made it through waivers and get him. You know what I mean? And then the, uh, the your other league mates like wake up at a normal time at 9 a.m. and hop on sleeper. And they're like looking at it they're like this motherfucker was at awake was awake at 3 a.m. for the waiver wire. God damn. Like. I'd be doing that sometimes, but oh, it's, dude, mostly, all the time. it's mostly my Yahoo leagues. Like they run at like three in the morning. And sometimes like, especially like, I don't care about those leagues at all. This right. year I don't anyway. Um, 
I think I might be in last in both of them. My team is just so bad. Like a lot of my teams are the same this year. So we're all going to be bad yep. together. That's, that's why last thing. year I won too. Dude, that's the thing I need to be better about next draft season is not having so much stock in the same guys. But I feel yeah. like everybody just has like those guys that they believe in. And it's in like, certain rounds, they, you're just like, yeah, in oh, certain like, rounds, like if this, they fall like to you, I'm going to take I like this guy here. Like, yeah, that's the thing about being in so many leagues, too, is like you have so much stock in the same guys, and one injury is just so much more devastating than it would be yeah. if you only had one or two leagues. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought that Javanta, I thought that was going to be worse, but I actually only had him, I think, in uh, Orchids and a Dynasty. Oh, dude, the Elijah Mitchell one right off the bat, I had him in five out of my six leagues. I think I'm in eight leagues, and I had him in seven out of my eight leagues. Damn. Yeah, I had no, no Elijah Mitchell stock. I had no faith in him. Yeah, that. But that's the thing, dude. Like, I just gotta be I, better just about at not. His, at his like draft cost, I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna pass on him. Every yeah, he time. was pretty high, dude. He was like a like a third or fourth rounder, right? Yeah, and I don't, I dude, the wide receivers between rounds like three and five are just so, so good. good. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to take wide receivers in these rounds. Right, right. Like you can go running back heavy in most most leagues, like the first two rounds and the three, four, and five. You're gonna get some solid pieces at wide receiver still, yep. just because there's so much more value there than there is at running back except for fucking josh jacobs he was like a third or fourth rounder and he has been great He's going this year, nuts, dude. dude yeah i feel well like uh, the i feel like before cost. this year he's just been like injured injury riddled and that's kind of what's held him back a little bit but and just like lazy i feel like and especially this year you wouldn't think he would break out with the addition of Devonte adams to the offense you know what i mean that's taking yeah. touches away from him just by being there yeah, but maybe also it's like taking attention away from him as well. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Because you still got Waller, you still got Renfro, and low key Matt Collins been balling. Matt Collins been a better wide receiver than Renfro this year. I feel like probably because he, he like, gets the deep balls. Yeah, that's true. Renfro is a really really good route runner, right? But like Derek Carr is like 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 you know we've all seen how he will fixate on one guy like. Devontae Adams has had upwards of 15 targets in a game this year. Like mm-hmm. I remember Darren Waller week one last year had like fucking 19 targets or something like that. Yeah. Like we've seen him do that. So like he's going to look at Devontae first and then he's going to look at Waller and then he's going to look at Renfro if he doesn't look at Matt Collins down the field first. But like, I mean, Renfro is still an amazing fucking receiver. Yeah. I he do- should, they should trade him to like Green Bay. I was gonna say Renfro, like a switch of a switch of teams for Renfro would be huge for him, dude, because yeah, he could be he the wide receiver like one or two, like on at a lot, a of, lot of teams. Yeah, like I think him to Green Bay would be money, maybe money, maybe Kansas City, but I don't know. They yeah, because he's better than like the flock of receivers they have there. They just have a bunch of like mid guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else could use him? He might dude, be good the on the Cowboys. Rams. The Cowboys, Cowboys could probably. use him, dude. Him and CD would be a nice one-two punch. Yeah. Problem is, Dak sucks. Yeah. Um. No oh, fuck! I clicked the wrong button. I think that the Packers would be a great spot for him, dude. Yeah, him and uh, Rogers would have great rapport, dude. Yeah. None of these other teams are really like sticking out. Maybe the Ravens, but like they're kind of like Lamar is not the best. Maybe the Chargers. Dude, with Mike Williams him. being out and like him and Keenan Allen, one of them is always hurt. You're right. Right. They're never on the field at the same time. No. So now you have a good number two. 
that can across stay from whichever usually. one of them is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I feel like right now the Raiders are just like it's like the worst spot for him to be. I mean, he's like a nice complimentary piece, but he just doesn't he get is, the usage he deserves. Because there's Darren Waller. That's the thing. Right, right. Like, Waller's going to get his targets, so then it's like now Renfro is the third, where right. most teams the tight end is the third or the fourth. Renfro's the third, and also Mac Collins is kind of the third as well. Yeah, Mac Collins is is the deep ball guy. Did you see, uh, I forget who it was, but Deshaun Jackson just got picked up? Oh, yeah, by the Ravens. Yeah, yep. Um, it's funny. On He was on a podcast talking about how he would like to go to Baltimore and, and play with Lamar and like catch deep balls from him. And then he got hey, picked got up his by wish. them. That's yeah. dope. Um, I low-key hope he balls out. Me too. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. I'll always, I'll always support that man, dude. He's always been like a, one of my favorite like NFL players to watch play, whether even, even if he's not, you know, on the Eagles, but he was on the commanders for a while. Wasn't he on the Ravens for like three games last year or not the Ravens, the Raiders for like three games last year. Was he on the Raiders? I'm pretty sure he played for the Raiders last year and got hurt. He was on the bucks. Oh, that, that was might like have before been Brady was. was even though, was even there. Yeah. Jameis slinging in the rock. I think that was before Washington. And then from Washington, he came back to Philly, right? Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yeah. And then maybe he went to Oakland. I don't know. More like Chokeland. Ha. Ha. Um, I hope he goes and balls out. That'd be dope. Yeah. As long as it's not against the birds. I mean, I don't think we even play the Ravens, but. Nah, we don't. Um, in other NFL news, I know we've kind of touched on this, but dude, Christian McCaffrey to the Niners. Oh my Lanta. Dude, I'm happy for him to be out of Carolina, but also like <laughs> going from Carolina to San Francisco is not like the most ideal. I don't know. I feel like because they still they're... have Debo and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. <clears throat> Brandon Ayuk, yeah. Dude, it doesn't just... matter. Christian McCaffrey is so good. They're gonna make sure that he gets touches. That's true. That's true. And it takes a little heat off of Jimmy having to throw the ball more, so Exactly. And when he does the throw, he can just dump it off to Christian McCaffrey who's gonna take it fucking eighty yards to the house. Eighty yards, yep. Little at the end zone. See, I wouldn't want to be a meet me, meet me. They're going to be so good, I think, because their defense is stout, bro. They're three and four right now, but Seahawks are at the top of the division at four and three. Yeah, do you think the Seahawks are going to maintain like the the like the steadiness nah. that they have in their offense? I don't think so either. But Geno Smith has been low key balling out so balling. far, so you got to respect it. I got him as my quarterback in one or two leagues. Replacing the drafted Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson has been a fucking bust and a half, dude. I've drafted I've come him to in like, every league that I draft. I dropped him I, in every league that I drafted him in. I've come to like despise Russell Wilson, like yep. how fake he is. Not even just like the way he plays, like the way he acts, and like he's just so fake, dude. He tries to be like this fake cool guy, and it's like, dude, is he gives a Rod vibes? That's what he gives. Hmm. Where A Rod yeah. just is like he he like portrays himself for the public, like I yeah, feel like that's he's what Russ like a, does. A character, right, right. And it's just like, dude, just be yourself, man. Stop trying to be like somebody you're not, Mister Unlimited. I hate it. I it's hate so it. dumb, dude. It's so like you would think you Russell Wilson's got to have like a PR guy, right? Or even like his manager's got to be like, dude. Like if I'm Russell Wilson's manager or his PR guy, I'm being like, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Mr. Unlimited brand is the corniest shit I've ever heard in my life. We we need to think of something. What cooler. if it's the like, rock? 
His PR guy? Yeah. There's no way. The Rock is so much cooler than Mr. Unlimited. He wouldn't even, you know what I mean? The Rock the Rock would be like, "Nah, that's not going to work." Like, well, I'll, maybe I'll he co-signed. You think? I don't see The Rock co-signing on Mr. Unlimited, dude. That's for sure. I could I see think, it. I don't know. I think The Rock is I don't know if it's he's cooler than that or he he just knows better like this is not going to go well with the public. This is going to this is going to turn on you. <laughs> I don't know. But he's kind of like a character. But he's also himself. The Rock is himself. He's just like good at like playing characters. You know what I mean? Russ is not himself, and he's not good at being a character. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, fuck Russell Wilson. Facts. Bum. Um, in other NFL news, Brees Hall tore his ACL. Jets go that's- ahead and trade for James Robinson to fill the void. I uh, love that for Jets fans, and I hate that for Jacksonville fans because, I mean, I get ETN's like their guy, but the whole one, the one-two punch with him and ETN, especially if ETN gets hurt again, like could have been nice. Yeah, I agree. But, but Jets, I don't think dude, they needed him, dude. Like they haven't really been using nah. him a lot the past couple weeks. No, they haven't, and I think that's because ETN has kind of proved himself to be their guy. But also, yeah. like you, know, you just never know, dude. Like J. Rob's I, I mean, just slow. Yeah, he is coming off an Achilles tear, but like also if I'm a Jets fan, dude, the roller coaster of emotions, like Brees Hall, like your main point of offense goes down for the year. But they go out and get James Robinson, who's like could be a stud. You know, he has shown what that he He's got has some the potential. ability. He has the ability, he has the potential, so like you don't know. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like the Jets just kind of took that L and were like, oh, whatever, we're just gonna stick with Michael Carter. Says a lot about what they say about Michael Carter, though. I was gonna say that's for sure. Yeah, they they do not think that he's the man that can hold his own in this. Well, league. do you remember at the beginning of the year when they were like, "Oh, Brees Hall's the running back two behind Michael Carter," and they're gonna <clears throat> yeah, kind of for tandem. a fucking day for literally one game, and then Brees Hall scored one touchdown. They're like, "All right, <laughs> I guess we should start giving Brees the ball." And then he goes absolute, absolutely ballistic for like three weeks, four weeks. Yep. And then, <clears throat> dude, he even scored a 61-yard touchdown right before he got hurt. So he was well on his way to being the Jonathan Taylor of this year, dude. Yeah, dude. He was about to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Facts. And the fact that I had him on my like main fantasy team just hurt me so bad, dude. I was watching that game with Don, and I saw Brees like, get carted off or whatever to the locker room. And I was just like, dude. That's not good. That's an ACL tear, and I have him on my team. That is fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, it might be Kenneth Walker might be offensive rookie of the year now. I think he's going to be like the game changing running back of the year, like rookie might wise be. or breakout wise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I threw some money he, on Damian Pierce to be offensive rookie of the year, but I don't think he's really living up to that bill. He's not like explosive enough. He just. It's Talking still along. early. Like he still has a lot of ball left, but I think right now Kenneth Walker's probably got it in the bag. Yeah, me too. If like it's the rest of the season stays like this, especially when overshot Petty, mm-hmm. Penny. Uh, the birds made a big trade today. The birds did make a big trade. They trade for, uh, you know, the bull from the the pass rusher from the from the Bears. What's his name? Yeah, defensive end. Not. Roquan uh, Smith, but that's who I saw crying about him. He was crying about him. Yeah, he was in like middle of a press conference. Um, Robert Quinton. I knew it was another R. Robert, Robert Quinn, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Um, three-time Pro Bowler, absolute fucking stud. Traded, got a fourth for him. 
and apparently the Bears are taking his contract too. It's beautiful, beautiful. dude. Rosen, you're a stud. Howie must have dirt on all of these NFL execs, dude. <laughs> like, he might. His last like draft in this past offseason and like what he's done to this team yeah, this in the last past eight months has, has been, been amazing, dude. Take back everything bad I've said about that man. We were I calling know. for his job like two years ago, dude. I know. Roll the tape. Brian back. Cashman, take some going. notes. That ass. How to win a fan base back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like fast too, like overnight. Yeah. Oh. I, I love what he's done, dude. This Birds team is, is something legit. But something yeah, Roquan special. Smith was in a press conference, and he found out that Robert Quinn got traded, and he was like literally like crying, like kept pulling his shirt over his face. was like, he was the man, bro. Like, we were boys. Like, I looked up to him. We were both nice. Damn. That shit's That's got to be so tough as like a teammate that like, like I remember when – uh the Yanks let go of Tyler Wade and the Angels picked him up and him and Judge were like super tight and Judge was like posting these tweets and like Instagram posts and it was like, damn, dude, like you could tell they were like tight. They were boys. Yeah, like, yeah. Tyler Wade was like at his wedding and stuff and then eventually the Yanks or the Angels dropped him and the Yanks picked him back up. But That's how I like to think Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, uh, me and Cassandra were talking about this one day. She's like, I, th- I like to think that they're friends. Are you like still on friends. the? Uh, are you still on the? You wanting Kareem Hunt to come to Philly after the start Miles Sanders has had? Are you good with Miles Sanders alone, or how would you feel if we traded for Kareem Hunt? I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I think Me Kareem too. Hunt would be our best running back if he came here. You think he'd take Sanders' spot like as RB one on the depth chart, or do you think he? I mean, obviously he'd come in and they'd work him slowly he'd into the offense. He'd probably come in but... like as the two. But, but do you it, do you think, think Kareem Hunt's be, a better running back than Miles yeah, Sanders? Yeah. yeah. So I think that he, like that's I think he would be the best on our roster. He might be number two in the depth chart, like as a technicality, but I think he'd probably get more work. Right. And he'd probably have a little I don't know. I don't know production wise. Miles Sanders is so like roller coaster with his production, dude. Yeah, well Miles Sanders like has that ability to break a big one. His like like if you take the big rushes out of his yards per carry calculations, he would be ass. Like he's not getting five on like an every down. No. He's getting like two maybe. Yeah. But then he's gonna break a few for, you know, twenty five, thirty yards. Right. Or more. Um, so his yards per carry end up looking fine and like that's all that it is, is like one or two explosive plays a day. Yeah, Kareem's going to give you that four and a half, five yards per carry on like a a good stretch of games. But yeah, also he could bust it out, dude. When he was on the Chiefs, like he was that he was that dude. People yeah, he was that. that dude. I would not be upset if Howie did some wheeling and dealing and got ourselves Kareem Hunt. I saw some uh, tweets after the trade came out. The trade news came out. I saw some tweets from Eagles beat writers that were saying like, oh, we have a feeling like we're not done here. We have a feeling something's going on because the trade deadline's coming up. It's like November 1st, isn't it? Yeah, it's in a couple weeks. Or a so, week. And dude, this is what Howie does, bro. The year that we won the Super Bowl, he was like, yeah, we got a pretty nice roster. Let's make a couple moves at the trade and get even better at the trade deadline and get even better. Because like, why the fuck not, dude? You're, the goal here is to win a Super Bowl. Right? right and like that's the goal every year and if you have a roster that's like right there okay you give up some future assets to win one this year to get better this year to win right. it it's a fucking violent sport people get hurt like it's very hard to win the whole thing like people get tired why would you not want more good players right and dude think about like the turnaround too from 2018 like all right so no eagles fan or 
like player or anybody in part of the organization expected the Eagles to be what they were post Super Bowl. Like we thought Carson Wentz was going to come back, be our franchise guy, and like you know we'll go from there. I thought we were what? better starting the following season than we were when we won the Super Bowl. Me too. I, dude. I was like, dude, we just won a Super Bowl, and I think this team got better. Yep, and obviously that wasn't the case, but like. The turnaround time from if you told us two years ago when we were down in the dumps before Jalen Hurts was like that guy before we even like right when we were drafting Jalen Hurts we we're like oh he's gonna be on the bench for the next six years I guess it's a nice backup quarterback to have but if you told us then dude when Carson Wentz was like in the mud in the mud and having problems with the locker room and all this stuff we were gonna be like potential Super Bowl contenders in 2022 with a new franchise quarterback who's a young stud. Our receiving core is completely revamped. Super competent. Our offensive defensive lines. Our defense has always been good, but like our defense is really good now. Our offensive line is good. Like we've got veteran guys. We've got younger guys that yeah. are just like meshing so well. Our running game is explosive enough with Jalen Hurts at the helm, but like we also have Miles Sanders and we had guys like Boston Scott, like you know, Kenny being G. great. Kenny G being great, like third down backs that can just get the job done as bowling balls. Like, dude, you, you can't really ask for much more as a, like from a p- fan perspective. Like, no. that's just I'm pretty happy. It's with the, the six perfect turnaround. Yeah, man. It's 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 really just been like super refreshing to feel as a Birds fan, especially like recently being plagued by injuries the past the few past years. few and, years, six weeks in, we've been like two and four, three two and, and three. Four. Like, yeah. But Fringe at the team. same time, the Cowboys were only like one game above 500. So we were like, there's still a chance. And we were just like clawing. And then until you get to the yeah. end of the season and you're like, we're barely 500, but we might squeak into the playoffs with a wild card. And dude, in a terrible year, really, that's all you can ask for. You know, it's nice not, it's nice knowing by like six, seven weeks that your season's not over. Like if we started out like one and six or, you know, yeah. two and seven, like it's pretty much over at that point. You're just watching because yeah. you're a fan. But yeah. That's true. That's tough, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. Like all like every single Lions fan, like one in six. You know the season's probably over. Like probably not making the playoffs. Probably not gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Right. And then you look forward to next year and it's like if you don't start out the way you start on a like a even at like five hundred, like four and four, okay. Like it can go either way. But you you don't get those first like four or five wins out of the way in the first seven or eight weeks, and it's not looking good for you. See, but then you got divisions like the NFC South, where the Panthers and the Saints yeah. are two and five, but the yep. Bucks and the Falcons are only three and four. So that's still anybody's division, but you probably have to win it to get in the playoffs. That's the thing about the NFC East, dude, is there's never I mean, other than like maybe the Giants or like the Commanders once every few years where they're like, you know, tanking, tanking. But like that division is always tight, whether it's good or bad. The, it's it's never going to be like there's a clear winner of this division seven or eight weeks in. That's the yeah, thing. dude. Yeah, the NFC East six and zero, oh, six and one, five and two, and then three and four. Yeah, the last place team in the NFC East is the same as the 49ers right now, which are like you know. Some, well, a, the a NFC West team. is actually the Seahawks are four and three, and then the Rams are three and three. The Niners and the Cardinals are three and four. That's a tight race, too. Yeah. It's a tight race of mediocrity. Mediocrity. And that was the NFC East for the last two years. but Yeah. But, hey, the brunt of the joke, so I don't have any problem giving it at this point. <laughs> yep. Like, Same, dude. Um, 
but like the AFC East is kind of nice. The Bills are five and one. The Jets are five and two. The yeah. Dolphins are four and three, and the Pats are three and four. Dude, the, the the East teams have been showing out this year, low key. Yes, they have. I don't think anyone expected the Jets to even be as close as good as they are, which is no. like honestly, it's kind of fun to watch. It's been they fun had a to... great draft with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, um, yeah, Sauce Gardner. Like, yeah, he's going to be defensive rookie of the year, I think. Ah, uh, he may be. He's, ah, t- he's like the, the top was that? front runner right now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be. He might be. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But so far, dude, seven weeks in going into week eight, like it's been a really like entertaining NFL season. Can't really ask for much more. It has been. It's been a wild ride. A lot, a lot, a lot of, of bad teams. Yeah, dude, a lot of bad teams, but also a lot of teams that are good that sh- like weren't projected to be good. Like nobody really had any of their eyes on them because the like, only ones I, mean, I would say example, fall into that category is the Giants and the Jets. I think the Eagles had like solid expectations. I don't think anybody expected six and zero, but like, I also don't think we've like been shitting on terrible on like great teams. You know what I mean? We've been beating yeah. the bad teams, which is what you're supposed to do, right? Other than Being the Vikings, the bad... yeah, yeah, that's true. The Vikings are like low the Vikings key are under five the and one. They're only lost yeah. to us, but we shit it on twenty four to seven. Yeah, which, dude, if that's the NFC Championship game right there, then fuck. Yeah, we'll do it again. We'll run it back. Run it back, Turbo. We'll hey, make I, a go. We'll make a go bird screaming in the ladies' face video part two after that yeah. game. Part two. Part two. Um. So I went into the office today. We're just gonna completely switch gears. I'm tired of talking about football. That's fine. Went into the office today. Um. And first of all, love going into the office now that I don't have to. I was yeah, so productive your today, dude. It was like oh, I just like went. I took the fucking train in. I listened to like some some like you know productive podcasts, not just like random stupid shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the way in, um, like worked all day. Was super productive at work. Had a little event for uh, Diwali. Got some Indian food, mm, mint. Um, and then you know came home. But so I'm I'm leaving the office and I'm walking to the train and. I see this guy walking and he's got, he's in full suit, but his suit pocket is a fucking mask. I'm like, Oh, is that the new, the new fashion? Instead of putting the little fancy tissue <laughs> in there. Square. Now we got masks. Yeah. Pocket square. That's what they're called. <laughs> fancy tissue. <laughs> Tell me that's not what it is. It's like, it fa- really like is. handkerchiefs. It's a fan- fancy handkerchief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, Dude. That's, yeah, that's the new pocket square is fucking masks, bro. When you think about it, Handkerchiefs are fucking disgusting, bro. Yeah, they're just reusable tissue. You just snot rock it into a piece of cloth, shove it in your pocket, let it sit there and rot all day, and then whenever you need to blow your nose again, just pull this crusty-ass cum sock out of your pocket and do it again. <laughs> it's, it's a nose cum sock. <laughs> and it really is. It really is a nose cum sock, dude. Oh, it's so I gross. I don't use handkerchiefs. Me neither. And, like, I, I, I'm not a judgmental person, but if you use a handkerchief, I'm judging you right there on the spot. Yeah, people shouldn't be like, doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. People should have never been doing that. What? No. Nah. That's gross, bro. Um, But, dude, yeah, I agree with your original point. When I was in the office last week, I had some of the most productive days ever. And it was just because – it wasn't because I was like, oh, I need to be productive in front of my boss, blah, blah, blah. It was 
oh, I'm just like, I'm dressed like professionally. Like I'm around yeah. people I work with and I'm like, you know, we all in this people in the same room have like the same goals. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to do my part. Not saying I don't do that when I'm not home, but like, it's just a different vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, part of that, like look good, feel good. I think I might try to go yeah. in like once every other week. Once a week sounds like a lot, but once every other week seems like a nice little, you know, why not clean up, go and go into the office. Dude, I really do wish I had that option. Like, especially after visiting my office for the first time, like I love working from home. I think it's the best part about my job. And I really, truly like believe I'm more productive working from home just because I can work at my own pace. And like, I have like a schedule that I stick to every day and I like know when I'm going to be getting things done and I know how I'm going to work. But going into the office is just fun, dude, because you're like around people and you get like that social like I'm not sitting there talking to my fucking dogs all day while I work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can have dude. I mean, honestly, I didn't even talk to anybody today. Like I went no. to the event and like I ran into one of my old uh, senior managers in like in passing. Um, but yeah, I pretty much just like hung out in a back corner like snagged. So our office is like pretty big like it's three floors but there's so many people that work out of the philly office like you don't have your own desk or anything right so it's like it's called like hoteling like you just like rent them we have this app called yeah, Magnet. that's how that's how ours is yeah and you just have to like reserve it ahead of time and stuff so i just right. like like to like i like to snag a spot in the corners where i can look and see people that's that's my goal here is to be the most in the corner as possible yeah um <laughs> so i just like snagged a little spot that had a, a dual monitor that i never ended up even using um yeah and just like hung out and worked didn't talk to anybody but it was just like being in the office like i was extra productive yeah i feel that dude definitely feel that and that's what i'm saying like i would definitely go in like once a week i would try to make it my goal to be in the office once a week no matter what day it was obviously there'd be times where i wouldn't do that like i wouldn't be able to make it but like i just wish i had the option yeah which if if we do move to denver like maggie and i in the next few years like we have a denver office so i would have that option but right but you might you might live further from the office right our goal is to find a place like 25 like how far you guys are from philly essentially from denver. yeah like that's our that's our main goal obviously like things happen if that doesn't work out we'll obviously like not settle but we'll find something else but that's like what we want yeah, that would be mint. I was thinking about it today, dude. I can't wait to like have a house and like out in the mountains and stuff and get like be able to get a new car. Like I'm obviously not gonna have a Corolla out in Denver, but like I wanna right. have I wanna get like a Toyota Forerunner and just have like a mountain like car truck. Not like a full blown truck, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. an extended like SUV car like a forerunner. I wanna just get have a truck. It, just have it be like my like adventure car where I can throw clubs in there and anything i want at the same time other than just having like a small toyota corolla love my car yeah. now but like i'm just like ready for a bigger like family size car me too um but that shit costs bread and i don't have bread it, it so does cost bread don't have it so we're, we're, we're just on the waiting list right now yeah hey recession's coming and when the recession well the recession's here depression probably coming yep and when it comes, <laughs> get your money up, not your funny up. Get your money up, not your funny up. Um, Everything goes yeah. on sale during a depression. I uh, rich. Dude, so it's funny that you say that because I actually set up my four. I'm turning 26 in four days for people that don't know. So I'm like officially not allowed to be on my family health care insurance plan anymore. Yeah. So I had to get my own. And I set up my 401k uh, yes, 
I did it Friday, but I like submitted it yesterday. And apparently like right now, since we're like kind of in a recession is like the perfect time to do that because all like the stock, like equity that you have is just going to go up obviously because the stock market is like a roller coaster. That's yeah. just history. But um, <clears throat> I had no idea. Don was like telling me like all like the benefits of starting like the 401k now and stuff like that. And he was like, dude, right now is honestly like the perfect time to do it. Um, and my company yeah. matches like what I put in. So shit might go down a little bit. Like it might go down more. Yeah, we're but, not like at the bottom of we're not at like the bottom of the recession, but it's yeah. pretty much but, like I mean we're, like then you just keep investing. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's gonna go up eventually. Like I've got I've got money in my four oh one K that's just from me putting money in it. Like it's honestly it's lost value over time because the stock market's in the shitter right now. But like it's still a bunch of money. Right. And I took a bunch of money out to buy a house. Yeah, that that's the other thing he was saying. Like he's like if you like you can't like take out take it out like as a savings account where you know you just move money over but like you're allowed to take money out for like a down payment on a house or something like that for your first house first house yeah i mean that's all i would need it for honestly after that like after that you sell your first house use that right use that to buy your second right but um yeah there's like certain like qualifying circumstances that allow you to take it out and most of the time tax-free as well yeah yeah so that's what i said Excited about that, dude. Your boy's finally, like, starting to get some adult vibes to his yeah. life. And legit just, like, putting money away every paycheck, like, over time, like, that compounds. And then you have a shit ton of money. You don't even think about it. Right. And you don't even see it, like, or feel it coming out of your paycheck. No. Um, you want to you wanna talk a little Rick and Morty? Ooh, Smick and Morty. Yeah, Smick and bro. Smart. So I watched like I think at the end of last week maybe I watched episode four and the then Night Family. The Night Family. Yeah, so that one was funny, dude. Yeah, it that was, was a like, really good episode. It was super random. Um but it was dope. It was a really cool concept, I thought, like about yeah, how you can have your like sleeping self get daily tasks done while you're still sleeping, like technically. Yeah. And then Jerry, of course, became friends with his, and it fucked everything up. They started <laughs> yeah. to care about them. Started to care about them, and the whole premise of the episode, the entire reason everything happened was because Rick wouldn't clean his fucking dish after dinner. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't He wouldn't rinse it off. So. And then remember when they, like, waterboarded him with his crusty-ass leftovers off his plate? They, like, tied him down and just scraped, like, his nasty-ass leftover food into his mouth. Um... Yeah, that was Night Family. That was good. And then the one after that was the Assistant Jerry. The Assistant Jerry. Yeah, remember when they have they keep having like the assistant. Oh yeah, one? yeah. And he like the like, fortune cookie anime. one where he was gonna where yeah. Jerry was gonna fuck his mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one dude. was wild. That was that a crazy one was concept. wild. The end of it where he's like flying into the portal with his dick out, like straight towards his mom with her legs open. <laughs> yep. And then Rick's and then at, like right before it happens, Rick's like, oh, fuck. Now I got to like fix this. And he just like does it real quick. <laughs> yep. And then he ends up falling like two feet short of his mom. He's like, oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. Dude, that was a wild concept for an episode with like the fortune, like the fortune cookie maker alien you remember that guy and like yeah. the old farmer guy that like wanted to marry it he's like i want to get free and marry this thing so i can fuck it <laughs> yeah and then it was like oh so i'm just like every other person that thought that this animal that was held in captivity that i was touching 
liked me back. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now I'm gonna die. This, this is this is all right. This is how I go. Yep, this and is then how I go th- out. It grows like three mouths and rips him from each rips of his him. limbs. Just rips yeah. him into four pieces. <laughs> Slurps uh, him up. Yeah, dude. Oh man, this shit was so good. That that episode had me cracking up. I like when they go into a, uh went the part where Rick's like, I'm about to say something nobody's ever said before ever. Let's go to Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, uh I'd put that ep- that episode on and as I was like heating up some food. So I was like, all right, let me pause it like when it's about to start. Um and all I hear is Jerry go, Wow, this chow mein is really good. <laughs> <laughs> And then I paused. I was like, "That's gold." <laughs> oh, dude, it's so funny when they're like opening like their first fortunes or whatever, and everybody just gets like a your friend. Your five years from now, you will have success, and just like regular like basic fortune cookies. And, yeah, and- Jerry just opens his. You will have sex with your mother. <laughs> like so, so like clear that Jerry would get like a fortune cookie like that. Like yeah. <laughs> obviously, it, it lands on him. Um. And then the one after that was the one with the dinosaurs, um, where they like made the Earth like a utopia, but the dinosaurs get chased by asteroid people crashing into the Earth. <laughs> Dude, the best part was the asteroid just screaming, where it's like wow, 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 it's an <laughs> asteroid flying towards Earth. But it sounds like the fucking bull from the wild thornberries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh. I I like that one because. That one, like, something clicked in my head where he was, like, where uh, Rick was, like, oh, like, you guys are just upset because you're realizing that you're all Jerry's now. And they're, like, oh, fuck. Because, like, they all don't have anything to do. Like, they just don't do anything all day, and they're getting so bored of it. Um, And then classic fucking Jerry, he has a novel already written and then gives it to the dinosaurs. It becomes, like, the number one best-selling fucking book in the world. And it was don't honestly give them credit. basically like forced on people and they gave yeah. him no credit. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, and then he's know, like, start screaming at him. Like when they have yeah. the, uh, the thing, he's like, you call me bastards. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I started thinking and I was like, dude, Jerry's low key dope because he doesn't give a fuck about his life anymore. Like he already feels worthless. So he's like, whatever I'm going to, Rick's going to drag me on these fucking adventures. I'm, literally just rick's bitch when i go and uh whatever like i'm having fun with it like i'm living i'm not alive what's the worst case scenario i die like i'm already useless nobody's gonna be uh, upset about that dude going back to like the the season premiere in episode one with mr frundles where like season two jerry's in the house and he's like about to walk out the house and like mr frundles comes in the front door and he goes down to pet him and then he just like gets bit by Mr. Frundles, and then obviously like Mr. Frundles becomes Jerry and bites everything, and everything just becomes Mr. Frundles at the end. Yeah, it's like, dude, season two Jerry is like low key like a legendary Jerry of the series because of like the episodes he was in, like the one with um, Jerry Burry and like all the characters, all of wacky zany oh, character yeah, yeah. episode. He was like a low key, he was like a low key legendary Jerry, and then classic like Rick and Morty style, they just kill him off with Mr. Frundles, like. <laughs> Jerry is um, such an underrated character of that show, dude. He brought up an old Jerry the other day, or in one of these episodes, he was like, he said something like, "Oh, something about like one of the old Jerry's," and I was like, "Oh, damn! Oh, doofus Jerry!" And I was oh, like, yeah. "I was like, I forgot all about that asshole." <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, dude, I'm excited for like to see the next uh, four episodes of the season because usually, like this point, Rick and Morty, like the second half of the episodes, like they take some deep cut. Like I feel like we got that with the first episode with the whole like connecting to the season finale of the last season, but the last few episodes of every season of Rick and Morty are usually the best. Yeah, because they like to go out and with a bang. Like now he's got the portal gun back, and he he didn't have the yep. portal gun for the first six didn't episodes. Have, yeah, and then just classic Rick and Morty adventures. So I'm like excited to see what they concoct. Yeah, me too. Um, that I don't know if fucking you... great. I like Dude, how it really is in cartoons. People don't get older, but I'm like, you got to get older. But then they don't. Well, dude, there's Morty actually makes a call out to that in like one of the earlier episodes. I forget, but it's like I think they're like him and Summer are talking about something about like school or whatever, and like Summer goes on this rant, and Morty just like doesn't understand. He's like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like, how old are we? <laughs> I was <just laughs> like, dude, yeah, it's so true. Like, you guys have been in the same grade of high school for so long <laughs> right right they just stay the same age but that's yeah. how every fucking cartoon is cartoon is, like yeah. south park characters don't get older like simpson yep. and family guy like, they all say the same age um but i mean they they do have like flashbacks where it's like you can see like younger jerry younger and, like, young Bert, baby younger morty Beth. yeah yeah um they should do like flash forwards every now and again and you'll see fucking old Rick. well that's like uh remember the episode with the crows where it was Rick and two crows and Morty like takes that um uh, like liquid stuff at the Citadel of Ricks to make him look older and it's like 40 year old Morty. It's like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. like if that's like an accurate representation of like what Morty becomes when he's 40 like that makes so much sense dude where he's just like Facts. just old Morty and he's just like kind of just like a homebody and just fucking still like not night not dumb but like naive you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, Never got his fucking like, high school forward. diploma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no GED either. Nope. GED. <laughs> um, something. Parmesan. It's Parmesan. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Dude, the uh, last night I was playing Fortnite with Journey and Bond. And I know like Rick and Morty have a Fortnite skin. But we're sitting there, dude, and it's like 10 minutes into our game, and I'm just like sitting in a house in the random part of a map, like ripping a shield or whatever. And I walk out of the house, and I'm in like the sandy part of the map, so there's like dunes everywhere. And next thing I know, I just see a fucking Mr. Meeseeks come flying down the side of the like dune, dude, pulls up on me and just blasts me in the face and then just emotes on me. And I was like, I didn't even know this motherfucker was in the game. I have Mr. Meeseeks coming out of nowhere and just ripping me apart, dude. Like, that's why I love that's that game. That's his only job, brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm surprised he didn't just evaporate after I died. That'd be crazy. Wouldn't that be cool? Cool ass Mr. Meeseeks emote? Yeah. Job here, son. And then you just pop right back up. Yeah. That, um, would, be, that would be a dope emote. Dude, I that is like the best thing about Fortnite, and I called this back in like 2018, 2017, like when we were living in Quail, when like I found out about like skins and everything. I was like, dude, give Fortnite like seven or eight years, and they're gonna have so many like skins out there where games are just gonna be like any character you can imagine is gonna be a skin. Like you got Mr. Meeseeks fighting Darth Vader, who's fighting like fucking The Rock, Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson. Like, dude, it's so cool where it's just like everybody's like like collection of skins is all unique to just like who they like and like like obviously i have like a kylo ren skin i've got a morty skin and it's just like a bunch of like stuff that i like and then you've got other people that have like 
Game of Thrones skins or Marvel skins. It's just like not just like the generic like character that like right. most video games have. It's dope. I don't have any skins. Oh yeah, you never be on Fortnite. That's why. Yeah, I'm not really with it. Dude, I'm telling you, since they put the no build mode in, like I haven't played a game of Fortnite with the building in it in so long, and you probably love it a lot more now that there's no building because it's not like stupid bullshit where people are building the pyramid of Giza over top of your head. It's just like a regular, like fun old fashioned shooter that's like cartoony and has like a bunch of like different like fun aspects to it. I mean, don't get me wrong, it still pisses me off because there's a lot of sweat still, but. Yeah, but I feel like I would like to build a little bit. I just like don't want the crazy builders, bro. Like, can we just have like a no crazy builders like version? Dude, there was like probably a two week period, like five years ago, where so you know how you can have on like the turbo build where you can just hold the button down and spin and it'll build. I, walls I didn't know you. that. Well, you don't have to click the button every time you want to build something. You can just hold it down and like run up a ramp and hold down like the ramp button and you'll just continue to go. So that's like when builders like once that was like realized and people were like getting good with building Fortnite came out and they're like, all right, this is kind of broken. We're going to put a little delay on building. So it's like kind of you have to press the button or you can hold it for three seconds and it'll build as much as it can in three seconds. And you have to like release it so that yeah. people can't just build the fucking skyscraper over your head and, and fuck you up. But they had that for two weeks and people went nuts. They're like, this is the worst thing you guys have done. You're killing your game, blah, blah, blah. And so they took it out because they didn't get good community feedback. Come to find out three or four years later, like the game's dying because people are just so fucking good at building now where it makes the game not fun. So they're right. like, oh, maybe we should just add a mode where building's not a thing. And now like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a Fortnite clip where there was building in it. Like nobody plays the building mode anymore. It's just classic right. like battle royale with a bunch of fun guns and like random like shit on the map to do. That's true. Because I was going to say, why not just play COD? Yeah, I mean, at that point. I mean, here's the thing, dude. But Warzone, it's different guns and shit. It's different guns and just different way to play. Like, a game of Warzone, one game can take you up to, like, 40 minutes long. I love Fortnite because you can just hop into a game and be done in 15 minutes in one game if you win the whole thing. And it's like, you don't go 25 minutes without seeing enemies. Like, you're going to have action pretty much the whole game as long as you're, like, not camping in a bush or something. But, like, not only that, there's, like, quests you can do and like you can do bounties where you get like it shows you where people are on a map and you have to like hunt them down it's not just like you're trying to survive and hide until you're the last one like there's yeah, so I gotta much shit play you that can game do. not so zooted i think fortnite yeah yeah like i need to like remember how to play before i start playing zooted yeah you just gotta play for like an hour and then smoke and then you'll be good i don't have that much time to play video games yeah that's fair you're like All right, I'm, I'm on i'm on for 15 minutes yeah, maybe maybe tonight I'll hop on. Dude, after we, I after we get done. I had a game of Ultimate Team the other night. I did my first draft, my first like foot draft. Yeah, yeah. Drafted a nice squad, had full chemistry, and I was like, all right, bet, let's go. Hop into the first game. We're five five at half, like absurd amount of goals. No keepers Jeez. making any saves, dude. It was like like it got to a point where I was like, this game's broken. Like like this game specifically, the single game I'm in right now must be broken because not a single one of our keepers is making any saves. We ended up going into extra extra time and overtime. He ended up winning nine to eight, dude. Damn. I think I think each of us had no more than like twelve shots on goal, and we both had like nine and eight goals. I was like, this just is just money. 
just it's just dude the keepers don't save anything it makes no sense like dude you'll shoot right at the keeper and they'll just like uh and it'll just go right by him it's so dumb i bought mendy as my keeper he's like an 86 overall so he's like a little bit cheaper than some of the other like 87 like overalls in the Premier yeah. League. um and dude mendy could not catch a single ball every single shot that got hit at him there was a rebound and i was like dude i can't do this because half of the their 50-50 balls that they're literally called 50 on the balls. 6 yard line yeah it's it's yeah, dumb not, dude can't have that dude like you're supposed to be a good a good fucking goalie so I was like all right i'm selling this guy sold him i bought nick pope who's like i really like like i love nick pope in real life yeah. he wasn't expensive at all he's like an 82 or an 81 overall dude i opened up a pack and i had an 81 overall premier league keeper i was like all right i'm going to sell nick pope cuz i had it was an untradeable pack right so I was like, I'm going to sell Nick Pope then. Just, but I just went through the fucking goalie carousel. Dude, they – I feel like they need to, like, update goalies and the way they, like, position or something because literally – not even in, like, a uh, draft game last night. I hopped on for one game of Ultimate Team so I could just, like, play division rivals and get my rewards for the week. So I hopped right. on, and I ended up winning the game. But there was a part – it was, like, the 89th minute. I'm up 2-1, and the guy takes a shot on my goal. My goalie, like – pushes it straight up in the air and out straight forward. So it's landing like it would be landing on like the 12 near the penalty spot. And my, there's nobody else around him. My goalie gets up and I'm like, all right, bet he's going to run up and catch this ball and like go down to his knees and kill some time. And I'm going to win this game. The ball's coming down, dude. And it's not like fast or anything. It's literally just like catching a fly ball, like right into your lap. Ball's coming, coming down. And he just punches it straight out, straight up into the air and lands at the opponent's feet. And I'm like, what are we doing, dude? Like, how that's never going to happen in real life. Every goalie that is a professional goalie in real life is just going to catch that ball. Like, why is that even a part of the algorithm? Why is that even an option? It made no sense. And it's like shit like that in FIFA is what really just boils my blood, dude. Yep. Gets me Every bad, now and again, too. you get like something stupid. And you're like, wow, that would never happen in real life like that. Ever, dude. And I don't know why it is, but it, uh, like no other game makes me as mad as FIFA does when it comes to shit like that. Because it's like, it should just be like, an easy fit like there's more variations that could happen in a shooter you know what i mean like people are moving yeah, yeah. different speeds you're shooting and aiming different ways but like in soccer like that ball's coming to a goalie like you should just catch it why is that yep. not a thing i don't know I'm sitting there screaming at my xbox last night maggie probably thinks i'm a psycho you are a psycho well yeah but you know i don't need her knowing that mlb pisses me off i'm not good enough at it MLB is a hard MLB doesn't piss me off in the same way FIFA does. It just pisses me off because of how hard it is. Yeah. Like it's a hard, I don't know if you need game. to know if it's going to be a ball or a strike when it leaves the pitcher's hand and I never know. So I swing at everything you need to. Yeah, dude, like reading pitches is so much of a bigger aspect in that game instead of just like, oh, I might get my bat on this. Like it's it, it, MLB brings in the aspect of like knowing the game of baseball, knowing like what it's like to be a batter more than like FIFA does when like, like in FIFA, you can just press B and shoot and MLB. Yeah. You have to like, all right, is he going to throw me a curveball? Is it going to be a two seamer up and in? Like, I need to know where this pitch is going to be before he even throws it. It's more of like a guessing game than anything. Yeah. It's, it's hard. tough. I'm not yeah, going to guess super hard. Pitching in that game is fun as fuck though, dude. Pitching I'm, in that game I'm is nice with fun. that shit. I'm so nice. I, I, I go up there sometimes when we, like journey and I will play co-op dude. And I'll just be like, Journey, throw fastball up and in, fastball up and in, and then drop a curveball in the dirt, and he's going to swing at it. And it's, like, almost automatic that it happens. And I'm just like, bro, <laughs> I need to become an eSports coach for MLB because it's so easy, bro. It's so easy. 
Yeah, that's especially not when tactic. you get somebody that just swings at everything, it's like so like fun me. to pitch against them, dude. <laughs> I I was literally telling Journey this the other day. I played a game of ranked online in MLB like a three or four weeks ago, and I ended up beating this kid like two nothing. And uh, after the game, he messaged me. I struck him out like 15, 16 times. He messaged me in the middle of the game and was like, dude, what are you afraid to throw a strike? And I was like, oh, stop fucking swinging, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. If you're swinging at a pitch in the dirt, I'm going to keep throwing it, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you're yeah, trying you're to talk trash. Like, strikes. Yeah, that's the worst way to talk trash. Like, oh, throw a strike and then I'll hit it. I'm like, okay, well, make me throw a strike then. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't talk. I'm dookie at that game. It's hard. Want to talk man. about it's some hard. real MLB? Yeah, I guess. So the Yankees are no longer in the playoffs. <laughs> why do we have to start with the Yankee that, bro? season's I thought, over. I thought I'd do the Yankees. You do the Phillies. All right. I thought you were going to start us on a high note. Phillies are in the World <laughs> Series. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, I guess I'll get my Yankee shit out of the way first, because then we can we can dive into the World Series, but. It's the same shit every year, dude. I told Kenny before, like days ago, before we got on this podcast, that I wasn't going to rant because I know nothing's going to change. And I still do feel that way. And it's been proven because how how Steinbrenner came out today and said that Aaron Boone will be back for 2023. Oh, disgusting. And it's like, he's like, I think he's a really good manager, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, he's not. He went, I mean... It's not all on him. I'll say that. The blame is not all on him. It's the mixture of all three of those fucking goons. Cashman, Steinbrenner, and Boone. Yeah, but, like, he did not handle the adversity of, like, injuries to the pitching staff very well. And, dude, he never does. Those are things as a manager. Like, you're going to have adversity in a season. And I was saying this back in June. I was like, the Yankees are so good, but you've been injury-free. And I was saying the same thing with the Mets, too. Like, they were pretty much injury-free for the first few months. And I was yep. like, they're going to come. Like, you know injuries are going to come because it just doesn't happen. that's the way sports work. Like, right. players are right. going to get hurt. Nobody's going to play. Like, well, I guess some people will play the whole season. But, like, nobody's going to have their entire team 100% healthy for every game. It doesn't happen. won't happen. Um, and, yeah. Dude, and it's just the fact that, like, I mean, it's just it's just a vicious cycle of, like, all right, the Yankees have a good squad on paper. Like we do enough, we win. Even like that's a, that's the argument against Boone. We he, well, we won a hundred games like every year with him as as manager. But it's like, is that our fucking goal, dude? Is our goal to win a hundred meaningless right. regular season games and get bounced in the playoffs every year by the fucking same team? Like, what are we yeah, doing and, here? And dude? what happened to your pitchers, dude? Like, you told me Nestor Cortez was AL Cy Young winner fucking two months in. And he was looking good. And, like, your whole lineup was nice. And then I feel but, like you guys, like, the lineup just kind of fell off a little bit and the bullpen fell off hard. No, dude. Comp- well, yeah, our bullpen. But that wasn't because of, like, us falling off outside of, like, Clay Holmes. Like, Clay Holmes fell off hard. He couldn't find his stuff. Michael but, like, King got hurt. Michael King was, like, the most important piece of our bullpen. And he got hurt midway through. Like, that hurt us the most, I think. Out of all the injuries that happened to the Yankees this year, Michael King was the worst one. But... I will say this. Nestor Cortez probably going to finish top five in Cy Young voting this year. He had an incredible year. Like, he got pulled in the last game of the playoffs because he was hurt. Like, he got hurt, like, in that game. Or, like, before the postseason started, Boone said he had, like, a lingering groin problem. And he pitched through it. Like, dude's a warrior. Our pitching, our starting pitching is not the problem. Our problem is the Who did you guys trade? Uh, Jordan Montgomery. Mm. But, like, but, dude, that was... But see, that trade, like, Yankees fans didn't like it at first, but that trade 
was one of Cashman's few good trades of the year. Like Harrison Bader was a stud for us when he when he came back healthy. Like he was the MVP of our playoff run, and he was like the best player on our team essentially since he came like to play. And on the other end of that, Jordan Montgomery probably wasn't going to see any postseason innings unless coming That's out of the true. bullpen. So like that doesn't irk me. What irks me is the fact that we have these stud prospects, like rookie prospects, rotting away in AAA and just like not getting any playing time. And then we have we go out and we have guys like IKF and Josh Donaldson in our everyday starting lineup. And Brian Cashman all year stuck to his 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 decision to have IKF be our shortstop, right? We get to the playoffs, the most important part of the year, and IKF gets benched because he's not a good shortstop. No knock against IKF. He's a great baseball player. He won a gold glove at third base. He's not a shortstop, dude. That it, it blows my it blows my mind, bro. Like, how are you going to stick to your guy all of year? Have him be our starting shop, store shop, shortstop all store year. Shop. <laughs> store shop, shortstop all year, and then once the most meaningful games come around, he gets benched, and then you put our rookies in the situation where it's like, all right, yeah. you're in the ALCS for the New York fucking Yankees. Like, dude, you can't expect anybody to thrive in that condition. Like, it nah. just makes no sense, bro. Why was Oswaldo Cabrera or Peraza not our starting shortstop from at least July? Like, bring him up, get That's him slotted in. The Phillies did with Bryson Stott. Dude, look at fucking uh, Pena from the Astros, their rookie shortstop. He single handedly dismantled us in the ALCS. Like, yeah, like the Yankees couldn't hit for shit, but. Pena was like an absolute thorn in our side, dude. And it's just the fact that like the the Houston Astros organization put so much trust into like a rookie shortstop and he proved himself. Why can't the Yankees do that, dude? That's my question. Is like, okay, we're not gonna because go out and get the Carlos Astros Correa. And you'll never be as good as the Astros. All right, relax. Dude, I saw <laughs> for, first of all, I saw fucking KFC Barstool after the Yankees got eliminated was like Oh, this Astros team is the '90s Yankees and the Yankees, blah blah blah. And first of all, I w- I remember two episodes ago, I think it was when we were talking about like the Yankees and Mets fans relationship, and it's like him is the epitome. Like his Met fandom is the epitome of the reason why they like just fucking irk me so much, dude. Because I they, hate KFC. I cannot stand him dude like he like he makes me irrationally mad like he makes me to the point where i have to turn my phone off and go to bed like he goes out there and he's you like should do that anyway yeah i should but you know he Let's fucking start getting late i'm gonna send you a kfc video oh don't please don't dude that would actually piss me off he is supposedly <laughs> a diehard mets fan right yeah, yeah. but he's he single-handedly tweeted himself he roots for the Yankees' downfall more than anything every year because he knows it's going to happen every year, which obviously has proved to be true so far for the past five or six years. But the fact, like, I would never go out of my way to, like, you know, root for the Red Sox to lose every... Like, obviously, I'm not going to be happy if the Red Sox win, but I'm not going to, like, make my whole goal, like, the Red Sox losing if my team is out. I could give two shits, dude. Like, I only care about the Yankees. Like, the Yankees lose... That sucks. I'm upset about that. I'm not like overly joyed about the Yankees or the Red Sox winning or the Mets winning. And that's what pisses me off about a lot of Mets fans is like they know their team has sucked for 40 years now, but it's like, oh, they've their team is so bad. They've like clinged on to the fact that the Yankees losing is like their number one like joy after every season. And it's like, why do you fucking care so much? dude? worry about your own team. It's so annoying, dude. If it were the Eagles, like like thinking about the birds, like I'd be happy if I watched the Cowboys implode. 
like throw yeah, away a whole uh, season. Yeah, right, dude. I like, enjoy that internally. I'm in. I'm enjoyed watching the Mets and the Red Sox fail just because. Oh, it's just like a fun rival. You know what I mean? Astros. Yeah. I would love to see them implode and just even like me too. Just not be relevant. But like, I'm not gonna like put that out for everyone to see. Like, I'm rooting for the Mets downfall. It's, I just don't care enough that much to be like, like if I watch the Mets implode and I would be like, ah, ha, funny. That's like typical Mets. That's all I'm gonna say about it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not gonna make it my whole personality. Yeah, that's that, true. And his string of tweets about the Yankees and when we got eliminated, dude, it's like, I know I was already like emotional about the Yankees losing, although I knew it was happening. I like I had days like the whole pretty much series of the ALCS. I knew we were going to get fucked up, but like it's just like seeing that just like pissed me off. And I was like, dude, you're such a pussy. Like he is your, such a bum for your dude. own team, dude. Stop being like it's just so like. Oh, dude, he's such a fucking bum. And the fact that he, like, is one of the, like, bigger heads at Barstool is just, like, gives them a bad... Like, it puts a bad Barstool taste in my mouth, like, seeing his content, where I'm like, you guys really can't do better than this fucking guy. Yeah, because, like, Dave's okay. Like, Big Cat's solid. Big Cat's fun. I love Big Cat. Big Cat and Roan are my two favorite Barstool guys. I think same. I think same. But but KSC, dude... Big Cat's commitment to the coffee meme is yeah, it's stellar. top tier. It's Every so single funny. day, new coffee meme. Yep, <laughs> yep. Every single day, bro. He don't miss. And dude, the thing is, like, he has his teams. Like, he's a big Bears fan, right? And he was like, he was like rooting with the Yankees guys when they were in the ALCS. He was. He's not like a huge Yankees fan, but like, he was just there to like make content and support, like, you know, his his fellow employees or whatever. But like, yeah. KFC is just like a salty fucking like hateful mother like i go on his account right now his pinned tweet is about um some yankees fan like some random guy in the stands like looking like i don't know stupid or whatever and he's just like this is my ultimatum or something like that and it's like dude you this is my magnum opus my mona lisa this is the greatest anti-yankees fan work that has ever been assembled like that's his entire personality bro imagine being like that as a fan of another team I, i just couldn't It's, oh, it's it like, is like a thread of just sad Yankees fans in the stands. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like that, this and guy all makes out his by life. Him that he's like compiled into this one crazy thread. Yeah, dude. He's a sad fucking human being. Yeah. Like I get having a rivalry with another team and stuff, but it's like when you get to the point where you're rooting for the downfall of your rival more than your actual team. Like if I were him, I'd be more upset about the Mets getting bounced in the wild card than the Yankees losing in the ALCS to the best team in baseball. Yeah, dude. Like that's like, just logic, dude. Didn't win the division either. No. Like they imploded worse than the Yankees. It makes no sense. But Yeah, whatever, bro. That dude's a clown. Absolute clown, Yankees clowns. I'll say this: the front office are clowns. The Yankees team, like, I I can't stand when Yankees fans are like, "Oh, nobody's trying, nobody has any effort." Like, that's not the case, dude. It's the it's the position that the front office put us in with the t- decisions that they've made. Do you and it's going to continue to happen? Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee next season, dude. I actually like got super like low key emotional about this today because I saw I read an article saying San Francisco in quotes, won't be outbid on Aaron Judge. Yeah, And I don't see the Yankees being, the, especially with Hal and Brian Cashman, I don't see them being like, we're going to get you no matter what. They're going to be like, here's eight years, $330 million. 
Um, see what you can get if you can get a better offer than you know what they did that to Derek Jeter, dude. They're doing that to Derek Jeter. Nobody's safe. Yeah. Like, um, most of the time when these big free agents go to market, they leave. Yeah, but see, I do, I do hold on to like a a sliver of hope with Judge because he has shown like loyalty to the, to the city and the fans, dude, and he loves loyal- New York. Absolute loyalty. If you could be the king of the New York Yankees, like, I mean, that's the most dude. That's low key, like the most sought after position in baseball. Like position in baseball is like the face of the New York Yankees. Like, if that's you, and you're like also the face of baseball, not just the Yankees. My whole thing with Cashman and and Steinbrenner, dude, is like you have to realize how much money this dude makes you outside of just baseball. Like jersey sales, he's bringing people to the stadium, like. People that aren't even Yankees fans were tuning in to watch his home run race and like just watch Aaron Judge play baseball. Right. That's got to be worth paying him whatever he wants, dude. Like you're gonna make that money back. You're. It's not like yep. you're a poor team and you're gonna be like this is the only acquisition we can make because we can afford it. Like you're the richest team in baseball, dude. Fucking act like it. It's so annoying. I'm so over Brian Cashman trying to outsmart everybody else in baseball and make these stupid fucking little trades. Why are we paying Josh Donaldson $50 million a year? Why? Dude, he's, he's like a stud. He's 35 years old. He's washed up. His attitude is atrocious. He's the dude. I have not hated a Yankee. I don't think ever the more, the way I hate Josh Donaldson. And it's like, I gave dude a chance. You know what I mean? He doesn't hustle out of the box. He, he pimps fly balls to right field and gets thrown out, trying to stretch it into a double. Once he realizes it's not a home run. He doesn't hustle. He's smiling. Dude, His la- he has no fucking, like, he doesn't take any responsibility. After game three of the ALCS, he went, like, 0 for 4 with four strikeouts for, like, the third game in a row or whatever. And someone literally asked him a question. One of the media members asked him, like, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do to get out of, like, your slump at the plate? Like, how are you feeling at the plate, blah, blah. And he straight up was like, uh, I feel pretty good. I feel like I've been pretty good at the plate, putting together some great at-bats. Um putting some good swings on balls. And then literally right under that tweet was a video reply of him striking out, looking on three straight pitches, dude. It's like, how are you just so blind to the fact that you're terrible? Batting he just right got like a list of answers for people. No, it's just his ego. He's one of those people that can't take yeah, accountability. And too. he's just like super egotistical dude. And it's like out of all teams, bro, the Yankees don't even have names on the back of their jerseys. That's how like team, like absorbent we are like we're just it's not individualism it's about the team nobody needs to know your name just your number like we're the yankees that's the epitome of being a yankee dude. if you didn't have to have it's numbers in sports they probably wouldn't have numbers it would just be probably yankees on the front pinstripes and on the yankees pinstripes maybe a nike logo because how's a greedy motherfucker i mean that's league-wide but still my point stands but on the back just do it on the other hand Let's get into some World Series talk. The Phils are in the World Series this year. <laughs> Dude, you know what's crazy? Do you remember you know like... what's crazy? Is all fucking summer, all summer, I'm I was in a group chat with this, you dude. and Lex, and all summer I'm hearing, Subway Series, World Series, it's going to be dope, we're going to games, Mets and Yankees in the World Series, fucking counting your chickens before they even hatched. And can you I blame just, us though, dude? Nobody I expected the Phillies. I was just like, well, the Yankees maybe, but I've seen this dancing song out of Johnny. The Mets will probably met in the playoffs if they make it there. 
But I didn't think that the Phils were going to make it there because we were so fun. <laughs> Dude, we snuck into the playoffs with fucking 86 wins. We barely made it. We were the last seed. <laughs> And then look at you now, dude. Did you see the video of Bryce Harper and the owner of the Phillies like after the game the other night? Mm-mm. It came out and they were like talking to each other and like they both had their hands on each other's shoulder and the owner was like, $330 million? Fuck, dude. I think I underpaid you. And Bryce was just laughing. He was like, yeah, like I don't know. I was like, dude, Bryce Harper is such a stud, dude. He is so All the reports, fucking good. Um, or some of the reports that were coming out were like, yeah, like the Phillies thought they were getting like a hard worker, like a baseball like team guy, and like that ended up being exactly what they got. Like he's like yeah, arrogant, but like he can be because he puts in the work to be. Yeah, yeah, dude, he puts in the work and and he lets it show. Um, there was something that my boy had tweeted. Um, there was Bryce Harper was the youngest ever to be on Sports Illustrated. He was like 13 and he was like in, you know, newspapers and everything. And yeah. there was people that like were writing about it and were like, oh, like, you know, this is like how like you can like burn out and like be so big when you're so young and it's stupid to give kids like that, that kind of kind of glorification. He is, he was the fucking youngest player ever, I think, in the MLB or super young. He debuted at 19, which is so young nowadays. And he just sent his team to the World Series. So yeah. go fish yourself and Dude, you know, keep Bryce your small-minded Harper, dreams to yourself. Bryce Harper is the Cristiano Ronaldo of baseball, like personality-wise. Not like trophy-wise or like, you know, like accomplishment-wise, but just the way he carries himself and the way he goes about his business. Yeah. Just like a hard worker that's like pretty confident and everybody loves to hate him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Exactly, dude. <laughs> and he hits fucking bombs. <laughs> yeah. Um but dude, Philadelphia is the best place to be right now. Dude, uh Don and I were talking about this literally like three days ago. Right now, being a Philly sports fan is like might the be best the peak the of peaks. The peak of Philly sports fandom is like right now. Yes. Especially if you fuck with the Union. Most people like don't even count the Union. Don't even, even yeah, them, dude. But they're in the Eastern Conference Final this weekend. So And they have been like for years. Like for, for years, years now. they've been the yeah. one of the best teams in the MLS, if not the best. Yeah. Yeah, but dude. But it is a beautiful thing to see in Philly, dude. I'm fucking waiting for the train this morning. Bulls are walking out. They got their fucking full business attire, Philly's caps. And I'm like, yep. hell yeah, dude. That's the way it should be this time of year. They were uh, they were greasing the poles before the last game of the NLCS. They um, greased them before game four. <laughs> yes, they should. Didn't matter. Motherfuckers were still climbing them. And then the yep. fucking firemen had to come get them down because they were scared to climb down. <laughs> I'm not even playing. Barstool Philly posted the video. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Uh, Broad Street was fucking shut down at intersections. Like, their intersections were just literally, literally filled with people. Like... That's the way that Philly should be after. I'm telling you what, dude. I'm rooting for the Phillies, like more so. I'm not neutral in this World Series. I'll say that. Like, I'm actually rooting for the Phillies, and I'll be watching like every game of the World Series because uh, one, it's mostly because of how much I can't stand the Astros because they're the fucking Yankees' daddy. And but um, oh, back to my original point: how KFC was calling the Astros the '90s Yankees. 
Yeah. Dude, the Astros have won one ring. Yeah, they've been to the World Series and stuff a bunch, but they've won they've one ring. They've only got the one ring. And yeah, it's lost like, the Braves and the Dodgers the last few years. Dude, and the ring is tainted. They cheated for that ring. So it's not right. even like a real World Series ring in most people's eyes. The Yankees right. won four out of five years, bro. How are you even coming close to that comparison? Because he's a clown. He's a fucking clown, bro. The Random Roommates um, podcast is officially a KFC Barstool hate podcast. Nah, we don't and hate we don't, here. No, we do, and we hate him. But that's it. That's the only person we hate. <laughs> that's it. We're never, we're never done. We're never done <laughs> that's our list. You know that. You know that episode of SpongeBob where he's writing his essay and he spends all this time and he's like scribbling. It just, and says, it just comes to the. Uh, the that's, yeah. That's us scribbling out our list of people we hate on this podcast, and we and take three hours KFC to do it, and it's top. just KFC Barstool. <laughs> yeah, not the fried chicken dudes. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I I think that uh, the bull that sings "Dancing on My Own" is going to come perform at a Phillies game, which is kind of I don't love. Um, like if we win something, then do it. But like, we haven't won anything yet. Yeah, I I never understood that other than like the Super Bowl or like the World Cup where they yeah, have like maybe the halftime they, shows. They might do like for the national anthem. We had T Swift in the national anthem back in '08. She just dropped an album. Apparently, is pretty good. I don't. Know, she should do it again. Bring it back, dude. Maybe one with her doing it, so maybe. Um, there was a caller on one of the fucking Philly shows today. He's like, "I think this series is over in five games. Phillies are winning at four one. They're not losing a game at home." Dude, I was the, like, bold. We haven't the home lost field a game advantage. At home yet. I was gonna say the home field advantage is uh like pretty insane for baseball, but on the other hand of that, the Astros haven't lost a single game all postseason. So yeah, um. Dude, the Phillies gotta go take one in Houston. In Houston, if you to. go back to Philly down two zero, like odds are you're at best case scenario you're winning two. If yeah. you lose both away, best case scenario you take two out of three, and then you have to go win two more. Yep, it's gonna. Away. That's dude. That was the exact situation the Yankees were in because it's like. We've always never not been great in Houston, so we got to win one of the first games in Houston. Obviously, we didn't. Went down three yeah. zero, and then uh, or went down two zero, and then lost the first one in New York. And it's like, dude, if we can't even win at home, yeah, like, with our best pitcher on the mound, there's no chance. There's no fucking chance. Yeah, we got Nola going game one, and then Zach Wheeler game two, which is opposite of what we've been doing. Um, but I kind of like that because I think that they're both righties, so like you see righties on back to back days. I think that might be why Nola gets banged up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I think throwing Nola out first is good. And Wheeler's ERA on an extra day of rest drops by like 1.5 this season. That's pretty solid. Dude, you guys, like, your pitching isn't your concern. or Your pitching is. Is, your, is your concern. Like, your offense is, like, on such fire right now and so electric. Like, you're yep. not going to have problems even scoring against, like, Verlander. Like, I don't think you guys are going to have a game where it's like an Astro starter goes six and a six and a third or seven I innings can see pitch. It. But dude, like I'm saying, like this postseason, you guys have just been so electric, and you just have like th- what the Braves had last year, that magic. They just have like that magic and that passion. And the whole team, the clubhouse is just fucking rocking right now, dude. You guys yeah, are gonna dude, come out. Your the vibes are solid. immaculate. I'm upset about how long the break is between the end of the NLCS and the start yeah, of the World Series. That could fuck a lot of teams up, and I think that's what fucked up the Yankees a little bit with the whole like nine days off before they played a play a postseason game. Yeah, and probably the Braves too. Yep. 
you just you get into a rhythm as a baseball team and it's like not having games after you know two days can really fuck with that yeah and i mean the phillies been playing a lot of baseball recently yeah but the most bit well not really the most but you guys have been taking care of business which is good to see so yeah yeah we've been getting out of series early when possible yeah it's not like you've gone to like a game seven or a game five or even in the wild card you guys swept the wild card right oh no you won two one right i don't know i feel like we won back to back i think you went down oh one and then one no i think we definitely won the first one maybe i made that up though you might be right uh We beat the Cardinals 6-3, and then we beat them 2-0. Oh, so you swept? Yep. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, We swept, and then we beat Atlanta three games to one in four. And then we beat the Padres four to one in five. Dude, the Phillies are on fucking fire right now. I think the... I, I think... This World Series matchup is going to give a lot of people like kind of a surprise as to like competitiveness and it's it's a lot more even than people think. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the Phillies offense has been nutty. We won in St. Louis 6-3 and then 2-0, so we scored 2 as our worst against the Braves. We scored 0 in game 2, but other than that, 7, 9, 8. And then in the Padres series, game 1, we won 2 nothing. And then game two, we lost. We put up five runs. And then 4-2, 10-6, 4-3. So, like, not getting shut up, out. We we put up zero in one game. And other than that, we put up at least two in every game. Yeah. Can't really ask for much more in the playoffs, dude. Nah. Hopefully we can keep it going, dude. Houston's got a good rotation. And the Phillies do not. The Phillies got Nola and Wheeler. And then Ranger Suarez is, like, so okay yeah super mid um and then it's probably going to be a bullpen day for game four just like it was against the padres yeah and that's the other thing the astros bullpen is pretty nice too yep and the phillies is not they don't have a that's closer why, that's like, why your lineup your lineup needs to just jump on the starter and you know put know, up three or four get runs out, in the first get six the starter seven out innings. quick yeah yeah and the sooner we can start eating up on bullpen batters the better pitchers the yep. better Yep. It should be good. They're the dog. Terrasante. Plus 160, plus 165 is what I've been seeing. The Phils, but that's okay. Hopefully they can get it done anyway. Hopefully they can get it done. Union get it done. Birds will get a Super Bowl. Sixers get a ring. Flyers get a ring. Could you imagine if just every Philly team won their respective like championship in one year? That'd be awesome. That would be insane, dude. That would be like that would be apocalyptic. Apocalyptic, like Philadelphia would be removed from the map. Yeah, place would be burned to the ground. It, yeah, no, it would be. If yeah. we if we won a title on every single like thing, it would be burnt to the ground. And it's the birds, thing. or no, I guess the Sixers would be like topping it off because they'd be the last play. But like, if everybody hit and then the birds the, won a Super Bowl, it'd be birds like okay, or the Flyers because they both end super late. Or the Sixers or the Flyers? I Sixers mean. or the Flyers, yeah. They're they're like around the same time, right? Yeah, yeah. Their playoffs start like within the same week. And it's the same length, I believe. 
Yeah, that would be wild, dude. Even for any city, just winning all, like... Well, Tampa Bay won a bunch of them, but they don't have as many. Yeah, well, well, theirs was just, what, football and and hockey? And baseball. Uh, Well, no, they didn't win. They were just in the World Series. I thought the Rays won a World Series recently. No, the last one they were in was 2020. They lost to the Dodgers. Hmm. I thought they'd won one recently. I think the last one they won was, like... Actually, I don't know if they've ever won. I know I when, know like, either. Evan Longoria was, like, their building piece on third base. I know they were, like, a, a really good team, but I don't think they've won a World Series anytime soon. Um, I don't know if they have. I don't think so. They've been a playoff team, like, a good playoff team for a while now, but I don't think they've ever, like, you know, gotten there. Um, yeah, I don't think that they've won it either. I think before 2020, it was when they lost to the Phillies in 08. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot that's who they played in 08. Because that was like peak Evan Longoria, third base. Like, yeah, they had, a, they had a good little squad. Interesting. Scott Casimir. I could have swore they'd won one. No, they came close in 2020, but the Dodgers pulled it out. The more time goes but on, Boston the more I has like... been like they were yeah. all so good. Where they had yeah. the Celtics, the Bruins, the uh, the Sox, Red Sox, and the Pats. Yep, where like yeah, they were dude. all clicking for a few years too. Yeah, they're probably the only city that's done it like that. Right. At least, well, definitely in our time. I don't know about like before that though. Ugh. I think Philly's got the best chance of doing it now. Yeah, it won't happen, though. That's, like, way too hard. Dude, I should put a parlay in every Philadelphia team. Just Jeff put a dollar that. on it. Really? <laughs> he did uh, Phillies, Eagles, Union, and I think Sixers all to win. He was like, dude, like, all of our – this was, like, maybe a month ago. He was like, dude, all of our teams are, like, nice right now. So – why not turn a dollar into fucking so much money? Yeah, I mean, and if yeah, not, I lose a dollar. Miss that dollar, right? Yeah, Shit, I'd probably even do like five bucks. I'm not gonna miss five dollars. Yeah, throw, throw five on it, and then just be like, all right, let's see how this how this goes. Right. You know, I have no expectations of that hitting, so it's like I pretty much already know I'm throwing out five bucks, but still, the chance is there. I'm upset that usually I put in one fucking stupid preseason bet. For the Phillies to like make it in the playoffs, you know what I, I mean? I know, dude. I know. And you I did put, it like, this year. A preseason. If you put like even five bucks on the Phillies to win the World Series, like even back in like January. Oh, dude! If you would have done it in like July, bro, you'd be making so much money. If you said like Phillies win the National League in July, you would have got stupid odds because they were so bad. Yeah, yeah. And that's not even like that's different than the world like winning a World Series, dude. Yeah. It's so much harder than just winning the NL. Like Yeah, okay, they won the NL, but like now you gotta go to the World Series and play the Astros, who are arguably the best team in baseball. Not even really arguably. I think they are the best team in baseball, but Yeah, probably top to bottom. Yeah. Which would be crazy, dude. Imagine that. Just like, ah, fuck it, I'll throw five dollars on it. Next thing you know, you're like you got two hundred grand in your DraftKings account. Nice. <laughs> Should I bring the projector this weekend? 
Ooh, I think that would be a fucking power move, dude. Yeah, that would be nice. If we need, I have a uh, like a nice JBL speaker. If we can hook that up to the projector somehow, is it, is it Bluetooth? I don't know. I think it, it probably is, honestly, because most of them are. But we can bring the speaker out, get the projector. I know there's a fire pit at the house that we're going to. Yeah, dude, That's that would be saying. dope. And the projector came with a sheet, so like. It has like a white, like a white sheet that we white can watch sheet? it on. We just have to find yeah. a way to hang it up. Right. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, because we got. I don't know what time you're gonna get there Friday night, but Friday night and Saturday night games. We probably won't get there until if we leave after work. I think we're gonna leave at four thirty. It's like a five hour drive ish. Yeah. So we probably won't get there till late, but. Yeah, I think we're gonna get there early. We were uh, debating. Um, Maggie taking off work Friday, but she needs like a doctor's note and all. Like her, yeah, her school is like such. That's how most schools are about. for teachers. If you want to get off, they end up like you got to jump through hoops to get off. Right, right. But it would just be cool to have like. Obviously, I could work from the house on Friday, and then we could just go out and like kind of have an extra night. But yeah, yeah. As of now, our plan is to leave after work Friday, at, like four or four thirty. Word up. And get up there. Yeah, late, I mean, we're gonna leave Friday morning, night, like six a.m. That's smart. I'm excited, dude. I think it's gonna be fun. There's so much shit to do that Maggie's been like looking at, and yeah, she sent us that little barcade action. That would be fun. Yeah, but dude, it's ten dollars for all you can play. I'm with that. Dude, I'm so down for a barcade, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like even the one we went to in Denver, like I had to spend like fifteen, twenty dollars just to play like pinball and shit like that. Yeah, that. I'll give you ten, and now I can play as much as I want, and I'm not gonna be like. Oh, I only have so much quarters to spend. Like, I'm not right. going to be fucking penny pinching on the games. But right, I'm way, right, I'm way more likely to fucking stay there longer and buy more beers. And buy more beer. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Right? If I can keep playing the games for free, I'm going to stay and I'm going to get more beer. Right, right. And honestly, like, to be honest, how much money is, like, the revenue of, like, the game coins, like, com- like contributing to the exactly. total revenue of, like, the bar? You know what I mean? Like, you right. make most of your money off the food and liquor, so. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm hyped for that. Um, I'm hyped to like explore and just like find random hole in the wall places and yeah, just be somewhere I've never been before. It's gonna be fun. And then we get to watch the birds on Sunday together. Yeah, dude. What I didn't wasn't expecting that to happen this year. Nah, but hey, now we get to do it. Hopefully, get a dub against the Steelers. Facts. I mean, hopefully, if we don't beat the Steelers, that's a problem. If we don't beat the Steelers, then uh, I officially give up on the season at six and one. <laughs> if, if we don't beat the. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine we lose to the Steelers? Kenny gives up on the season. We don't win Comes a single in. game for I'm the here, rest I'm of the year. I'm in here fucking next week, and I'm like, Kurt's gotta go. Howie, fire that man. He doesn't know how to put a team together. <laughs> oh man, that's like pretty much how Yankees are. The like Yankees fans are on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's when way things are good, nobody the games don't mean as much in baseball. That's true. Yeah, that's true. One like, dude, one losing one game in the NFL season is like going on like a ten game losing streak in Literally. baseball. Literally, because yeah. there's 160 games. Yeah, right. And 17 weeks of football. Right. Back in the day, there was 16, and 16. it was literally almost a perfect like 10 games to one game. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But, yeah, I feel like we've blessed the people enough. We'll get the fuck out of here. We're always here to bless your ears. You know, tune in every week. Um, That's only going to get better, dude. We can only go up from here. Yeah, that's all we do. That's all we fucking do. All we do is get better. And smooch. Smooches! 
Have a great weekend. Um, make somebody smile. Maybe laugh. Or laugh. A little giggle never hurt Maybe nobody. Maybe smile. Maybe can you sm- can you laugh without smiling? Is that possible? Nah. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> like, can you frown and laugh? No, I was pouting. I was just crying. I wasn't even laughing. <laughs> uh, all right, you motherfuckers. Priest.